The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This episode we're talking about what was wrong with people in 1993 and why did they put out such bad (laughs) albums. No, we um... (laughs) Sorry. Yes, we. So last year we we started a, a sort of a, a kind of a mini series of episodes where we did episodes that were released thirty years ago, twenty years ago, and ten years ago, and we realised we can run this, run with this for ten years now. <laughs> so this episode we are doing albums that were released thirty years ago in nineteen ninety three. I'm Adam, and as usual, I'm here with Simon. How are you doing, my man? Hello, good evening to you, sir. We're recording this in the evening, people. Sorry if it's the morning where you are. Um, I highly disagree <laughs> with Adam's comments at the beginning. I thought there were very good albums released in 1993. We'll get to that. <laughs> we will. Um, before, we, before we go on too much further, I'm sure you've heard by now, I have been a little bit ill for the last probably about a week, and you can probably hear it in my voice. apologise that I don't have my usual smooth, velvety tones, but yeah. Um, yeah. We, we couldn't push it back any further we did push it back by one day because i sounded even worse yesterday you but, don't um, sound that bad you just sound a little bit more sort of bunged up than normal but your actual yeah. voice is fine you just sound like okay you know, you've got a bit bunged up between the nose and the head which is it's fine yeah well I, i'm feeling awful since ever since probably sunday until yesterday i actually I, I felt worse this morning than i have the last couple of days i thought i was coming out of it but I felt worse this morning, but I have felt a lot better throughout the day, and it's the best I've felt in a few days now. Good. So hopefully the next couple of days I should be back to normal. But um, I, I was like, I'm the last person in my household to have this, I think. I think everybody else, I, the kids probably brought it back from school. That's how we get these things as, as family now. Everything oh, I'm, comes I'm sure. from school. So and, many, uh, so many horrid things being like thrown between the children, and then they just bring yeah. them home and all the parents get sick. Yeah. yeah, that's and understandable. I think Ke- Kelly had it before me. Um, she didn't really make too much of a fuss. The kids didn't really make a fuss. I've been dying. I really have been <laughs> dying the last few days. But um, but that said, how have you been, Simon? It's been like what three weeks since we last spoke. Now, yeah, you had a honeymoon. Uh, I Was did indeed. Yes, classic? we yeah. went. We went to Amsterdam for our honeymoon. We had that mini moon that we done. Um, just after the wedding but that was just like a little quick getaway because we wanted to save some more money and see how much money we got from the wedding to use obviously for the honeymoon and stuff but yeah we were originally going to go to Greece well this was the idea Vicky's idea was Greece to sort of I don't like holidays where you just laze around by a pool that's not really normally we do city break so I did say to her a bit of a weird choice babe that we want to go to Greece Um, but then we thought about it and we were like actually let's just do another weekend you know city break and um yeah and then go to amsterdam and it was absolutely amazing like literally 
I said this to a lot of people that have been since. I thought Berlin was my favourite city I've ever been to. It's now been trumped by Amsterdam. Nice. It is such a beautiful, just amazing place like no other city I've been to. It's very, very cool. So yeah, definitely we'll try and get back there at some point. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. And the vlog is out and that's done really well. It's already had like 1.4 thousand views in like five days or whatever. So it's done really, really well on YouTube as well. So yeah, people like Amsterdam. Awesome. Yeah, I've, I've never been to Amsterdam. Uh, I haven't watched your vlog either. So uh, we can use this opportunity for you to tell me a few bits about it. And I haven't got to watch it. No, <laughs> I, will, I will still watch it. But yeah. Um, well, we done. So we try to do. Obviously, the good thing about city breaks is you can do like we do it every time we go to London. We do our little London trips. Obviously, I'm from London, but I love to take Vicky and just show her as much as possible. So we look before, try and book stuff that people do. So we done the um, we done the sex museum, which uh, well, wasn't hey. as good as I thought it was, but oh. there was so much weird shit in there. It's, <laughs> it's worth seeing for that, like just the statues and pictures and there's all sorts of crazy shit in there, which was good fun. Um, the Museum of Prostitution, which was better, I think, than the Sex Museum. That was really, okay. really good fun, actually. And very interesting in highlighting... I'll move on to the Red Light District in a second, but in highlighting how it all works, how it's legal, okay. uh, what it was like when it wasn't legal. There's loads of really interesting stuff to do with it. And then we done the Anne Frank Museum, which was, again, incredible. They actually have Anne Frank's diaries in there, which you can really? look through a piece of glass. It was so very depressing, obviously. Um, yeah. You know, the whole Holocaust was just a horrific thing. But again, like we did in Germany, we went to see all of the like, you know, the Nazi museums and all the stuff related to all of that stuff. And that, although it is dark, it's so interesting as a subject to look into how it happened why it happened how it affected people it's just the Anne Frank Museum is a must it was great but we had to book three months in advance because it really? was booked up yeah literally you, you'll be really lucky if you go to Amsterdam and don't pre-book it to get a place like you have to go there at the yeah. perfect time we only got a ticket to go there at eight o'clock in the evening so we had to we went in the night which was really cool but yeah, yeah. it was great um and then you know we walked around I, I'll say quickly get out of the way right the red light district, right, when you're like a teenager or when you, you, you learn about the red light district and you think, I thought it was going to be wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I was not disappointed, I was disappointed because as like a teenager, I was thinking, oh my God, there's going to be naked women everywhere and everyone's like, yeah, come in, have sex and there's all this crazy shit there. It is not like that at all. Obviously, because it's okay. like government regulated and, you know, it's all legal. It is literally women in their underwear standing in windows. That's it. Uh, yeah. the, but the vibe of the place is good. We went to loads of bars. Um, you know, the, it's really fun. Everyone there's got a smile on their face. You know, all the girls behind the windows are making a shit ton of money. So fair play to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see. But it just wasn't as wild or raunchy as it is in your head. <laughs> it's yeah. actually very like, you know, quite... Um, what do I want to say? Conservative-esque, really. Yeah. Like, yes, you see women in their underwear. I mean, Vicky walking around going, oh, bum. Oh, yeah, look at her. She's hot. She's hot. Um, but yeah, it, it was good fun. But it was um, it was nice to see, to say that I've seen it. But yeah, it wasn't as wild or raunchy as you think it is um, when you go. Um, but yeah, but like weed culture there is obviously huge. So we've done some edibles, which were really, really fun. Nothing major, um, some like gummies and lollipops and all sorts of shit. So we got a little bit buzzed. It was quite good. Um, but we ended up literally just walking around, going into almost every bar and drinking wine. 
uh, yeah. which was great. And, you know, the, we sat by the canal. Um, the best thing that we done, actually, <laughs> was the wine and cheese boat ride because every, there's canals absolutely everywhere. You know, you couldn't throw a rock and not hit a canal in, in Amsterdam. It is all based okay. around the canal system. So we were like, oh, let's go on a canal ride, obviously. And we were like, oh, my God, we love wine. We love cheese. There's a wine and cheese canal boat ride. So we we're like, okay, so we got on it. And um, like we were sat with all these Americans. They were really fucking annoying. Sorry if you're American, you're listening, but they really got on my nerves. They would not <laughs> shut up when the tour guide, the tour guide was like, the tour guide said, we can, we can be quiet and you guys can just drink and have wine. Or when you go around, we can tell you about loads of shit. And everyone was like, yeah, tell us about stuff. We want to learn about the city and history and all that stuff. But these Americans would not shut up when these two women were speaking yeah it was really annoying <laughs> um, must um, be but, drummers but yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was that was frustrating but um we looked around there was only one other couple that had eaten all of their cheese so we ate all we got the most out of this we got we yeah. ate every single <laughs> bit of cheese we got given and we didn't realize how much wine we drank until yeah. we got off the boat and we were absolutely plastered. <laughs> like, you're on there and you're like, oh, I'm feeling a bit drunk here. So we're just drinking, drinking, drinking. We got off, twatted, absolutely twatted. So then we just stumbled around the city the rest of the time, going into thrift stores and trying on loads of weird retro clothes and glasses. Um, but yeah, nice. so we just done shit like that the whole time. But yeah, we were there for five days um, and it was worth it. I highly recommend if you're thinking of going, you know, you have the money to go get yourself to amsterdam it's the flight was 55 minutes was it i've sat on the tube longer than that before (laughs) i've been on a bus in the middle of london it's taken it took longer for the n5 night bus to go from camden to edgeware than it did for me to fly from (laughs) bristol to to amsterdam so yeah even if you're not even that much of a plane person you're barely on the plane (laughs) but yeah you're there it's great i think i've been on the bus from bridgewater to taunton before and uh it it was like 11 miles or something like that and it took an hour and a half (laughs) see that's what i mean (laughs) so um so yeah like you know just just everything wise it was just really good so yeah i won't babble on about it too much but highly recommended get yourself there it's great fun very alternative as well everyone there is either got a hippie style or a goth style but even the high streets are just like nice you get different people obviously a million british people go there a year so every single person there speaks english so it's really easy to get around and talk to everyone it's great it's fantastic yeah highly recommended awesome yeah that's all that's cool man um i the last three weeks not really much has happened a few things happened and i thought to myself that's quite funny or you know that's interesting i'm going to say that on the podcast in this bit and then a couple of days passed and i thought back to it and thought that's not as funny as i thought it was i'm going to sound like a knob <laughs> don't so, overthink it nothing <laughs> nothing to report on this bit um yeah no i've just been working really hard um i'm shattered every evening really am and and this this illness or this cold or whatever it is has not helped at all. It make it make me even more tired. Um, well, that zaps you out just like being in the house, let alone actually going to work and you know moving shit around. That's not what you need when you're sick. No, no. All right, all right. There was one, I saw a guy. Go on. <laughs> it's not going to be on, as funny as I think it is. Oh, I was uh, just leaving the supermarket a couple of weeks back, and uh, an old guy was leaving his car, walking towards the supermarket. 
and he dropped a coin and he obviously you know when you drop a coin you hear it and he sort of looked down and i was in he was in front of me and i was i was watching him and they sort of twirled around a little bit and then went through his legs and out the other side and and as i passed and went megs <laughs> instead of pointing at it going oh it went that side of you or being helpful I just said Megs <laughs> to him. Like, I don't know why. That's not the sort of thing I would normally do. That is great. That's fantastic. <laughs> Megged by his own coin. By a coin. And then a guy going, Megs. If that was me that dropped the coin, I would have been pissing myself if someone would have said that to me if it had gone through my legs. Yeah. I'm not sure if he saw it go through his legs because he was sort of looking down one side. It had already gone through. That reminds me of when, when, um, when I used to play football. And if you're going up for a header with some guy and you both head the ball and the ball goes to somewhere above you that you both can't see. So you both have to like look around really quickly to see where the <laughs> ball went because it hit off one of your heads, but you don't know like what bit of your head it came off of and what direction that was. Yeah. So you sort of head the ball, you both come down and you go, oh, there it is. <laughs> go get it again. That's what that reminds me of, just being confused about where <laughs> something is when it's gone around you, which is great. <laughs> I usually ducked when the ball came towards my head. <laughs> I just, uh, we had one one defender who was amazing at heading, so I was like, oh, Sean's got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, I, yeah, it. I, I used to get megged every single match. I think there wasn't a single match that I didn't get megged in. Have you got Have you got quite a... I'm trying to think how you stand, because some people in football, when they when they run... They run at the same sort of leg width almost that they stand at. And if you stand quite wide-legged, it yeah. is easy to put it through someone's legs. Yeah, well, I mean, I always so, used to wear my trousers down below my ass, like a proper new metaler. And you have to use your thigh muscles out, like, to hold them up, don't you? So you have to stand you, so a little bit further out. Quite, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had a friend who would always point it out and say, oh, you got Meg. <laughs> And I'll always remember the, the day my son megged me for the first time as well. And I thought, Mark Mark will enjoy that. <laughs> I'll have to let Mark That's know. great. My son, who is megged. two, has megged me. <laughs> megged by your own kid. <laughs> that's good stuff. That is good stuff. But yes, that's that's my... That was good. That's the highlight so you, of my three weeks. You should weeks. have brought that up. That was yeah, great. Yeah, there was a couple of things. I can't remember what they were now. Though. Don't hesitate next time. If these anecdotes you know happen or come to you just say them just do remember we can always cut it out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> if it's true. not good for the listeners we just cut it out you just crack on with the anecdotes and we'll just we'll All just right. listen <laughs> awesome uh yeah sounds good um well moving on shall we uh we ha- actually have got a little bit of news and i have a new release i want to talk about i don't know about you we haven't done this for a while but the news is we hit 20,000 downloads all time. Woo! It's insane. That's cool, man. That yeah. is a lot of listens. Yeah. And we only hit... Hell of a lot. So we've been going, what, June 2021? So it's about 28 months, I think. Two and a bit year. Two and like a third years. 28 months sounds better. And we only hit 10,000 downloads six months ago. Fucking hell. Yeah, so like, I mean, this year's download just skyrocketed. So if anybody's yeah. still listening that found uh, found us during sort of our build-up to this year's download, thank you for sticking around. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's really yeah, cool. Honestly, like, we're, we're always surprised by the numbers and, you know, the amount of people in the Discord and stuff and all the activity around the podcast. Like we said before, it's just us two 
having conversations that you guys clearly like to listen to so it's it's good for us because we know that people are enjoying it and listening and they want to stick around and you know listen to what the the crap that we have to say which is great <laughs> but it also makes us want to do it you know i mean like i'm sure we would do it even if we had like 10 listens but because me and adam really really enjoy doing it but yeah thank you so much to everyone like twenty thousand is a big big number and there are a lot of podcasts that don't even get close to that number so to only be this far into a podcast and only to do it every you know two weeks not you know weekly like other people do is pretty insane actually yeah yeah it is absolutely it blew me away i know we have spoken about sort of this a little bit recently and said oh it's coming up but yeah just like knowing that we were going to hit that at some point just blew me away it really did um and we were talking a little bit about it before and and like saying about how we were talking about uh, the Hardwired podcast and how they managed to get uh, it was Jenny and Danica that um, mm-hmm. are in on the booking team for download for their first ever episode. But uh, you know we were nobodies. We, I'm a postman. Simon works yeah. in houses. We've literally we've literally <laughs> bit, he, has, he still has no idea what I do to this day. Um, even though I've told him multiple occasions, um, it's not very hard <laughs> to know, you know. But um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> works in houses i don't but okay um <laughs> but yeah like you, you interrupted you know, you get po- i was you get gonna a podcast say like that and and pe- industry on, sorry. Uh, sorry yeah you interrupted i was gonna say in houses and the industry surrounding Ending houses, houses mm. like the garden and the back garden <laughs> I'm not sure he was people. I think he's just covering <laughs> I don't, his tracks. Here. I don't know. <laughs> but um but yeah, like you know, a lot of podcasts yeah, a lot of podcasts are started by people that are like famous or already have an audience in some way. You know, we've built the community that we've got and we've built this podcast up from literally two blokes meeting him liking the stuff that I was doing on YouTube and saying to me, Do you want to do a podcast? So yeah, you know, we won't go on about it for too long. But but we are you know eternally grateful for everyone for listening and yeah thanks for all the support you know we want to keep going and get those numbers to go even crazier we know it jumps up during festival season because we talk about that a lot but we do so much other stuff and i'm so glad that people stick around throughout the year and um just listen all year round which is yeah amazing all i hear is positive positive feedback and we always say if you've got anything negative or you've got any notes or you've got anything we we should cover or at least have a conversation about or anything you know just hit us up message us on any of the social medias on the discord because we're always willing to mix it up and do different stuff you know we, we try to do different subjects and not always stick to music go off of that a little bit go back to music so yeah but we're, we're still having a blast even this long how, how long was it dude 28 months yeah 28 months yeah so 28 months and i am i'm enjoying it more yeah than I was in the beginning. Yeah, like, me I, too. I, I like doing it now. You know, it's a it's a real comfort thing to us to sort of get everything off of our chests and put us at ease. It's good for our mental health. I think this podcast. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Was, and hopefully yeah. that 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 comes out on other people. You know, people that might not have big friend groups or might be you know disassociated from other people can listen to this. And hopefully, it's just like having been in the same room as two friends that are having a conversation about the stuff that you guys enjoy as well so hopefully we we cover that little bit for you as well yeah oh definitely hopefully i you know i hadn't thought of that in so many words but obviously i absolutely agree i've got Um, lots of words (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I bet sometimes yeah. someone's listening to this and just going, God, I wish Simon would shut the fuck up so we could listen to Adam <laughs> speak. <laughs> You've got your YouTube, you cunt. Why don't you piss off to that? Stop stop talking. Well, I, I, I was starting to think that this episode should have probably been a YouTube episode with uh, the amount yeah. that I have to say about these albums. <laughs> no, we, I will, I will. Uh, I've, got, I've got some input. He's doing himself a disservice again. This will be a perfectly fantastic episode. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely, like you just said, we, we blow our own horns quite a bit, I have noticed. But I think it's... We don't blow our own horns, though. I don't think we come in here and say we're the best podcast. We're no. I mean, we are. But, I mean, you know, we don't come in here and say we're the greatest ever. We're just thankful to everyone for actually listening to yeah. what we do. Yeah. We're just, I'm just thanking everyone. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm the greatest podcaster of all time, but... I am, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, I absolutely agree with you and and what you said about um, hopefully we're helping other people as well. Um, yes, great things. Great things are still coming. Like we said, new releases. Uh, there's only one I really want to talk about. There's probably been loads that I haven't really um, caught, but um, I only listened to Blink One Eighty Two's new single. Well, they got a couple Ooh, out, but. Yeah. Most people know the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I only listened to it a few days ago. Probably it was this week. What day is it? It's probably like Monday or Tuesday. And it um, it blew me away. It really hit me in in the feelings. Yeah, yeah it's a great song. Great, yeah. great track to return with. I think. I think yeah. as well. Like with Blink, I think that Tom singing with Angels and Airwaves and the way that they craft that they've released some really well crafted really well put together albums i think him leaving blink and really concentrating on that and other stuff has just given him so much stuff to come back to blink with and the other guys have just been constantly doing stuff as well i think that's really helped no one's just stopped and then come back to it they just they, they haven't lost a step literally no um yeah i don't know what to say <laughs> i've never i've never actually seen blink have you have you I have once, yeah. I yeah. have a Reading 2013, which was a great show. Yeah, Blink, Blink, really, really good fun live. So yeah. like we said before, hopefully one day yeah, Download will have the money to get them because they are, <laughs> no doubt, very expensive. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you can get Guns N' Roses, you can get Blink. Uh, put it this way, if you can get Guns N' Roses to play a three-hour set, you can get anyone to play Download. It's just all about timing and what's in the kitty at the time when yeah. that band is around so fingers crossed for the future love to get blink at download i think that'll be really well received by everyone yeah and I, I i i think i forgot how much i liked them as well but yeah i mean the lyrics to one more time obviously fantastic as well anyway but like just just the sat their sound as well you know i forgot how much i liked them originally did they i can't remember what happened to them did they just go on like a hiatus and then never stopped the hiatus or did they split up properly i can't remember well no they 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 split up properly and then tom wanted to go off and do his own stuff and they went off and done a few other things and then they were like well we want to continue blink but tom didn't want to come back right okay and they just decided all right we're just going to get someone else and do blink which they did up until this point oh who was that Uh, that was the alkaline trio yeah 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 matt skiba Ah, nice one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known his name. I've impressed myself that I remember <sighs> what guys, band he was from, though. You've made me feel depressed about myself again. That's pulling a name out of my fucking arsehole, <laughs> as always. 
<laughs> well, it's a good job we're doing this. It'll perk you up. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, I don't know how big a fan... We've never really spoken much about Blink either on here. I don't know how much of a bigger fan you were. I got into them through Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Great uh, album. I, I, I didn't get Enema of the State. I just didn't get it. It really? Was, yeah, it was massive. All That's my friends a good liked it. Album, man. I good wasn't album. interested, and I tried going back to it after I got into Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and I could never, yeah, like I said, just never got it, never got into it. I think if you go back now, you might get it. Yeah, I might do. It's got some really great tracks on it. It's a really good, good <laughs> album. That is. It's uh They've got loads of good albums. They've got loads. I mean, the early ones like Buddha and stuff. Yeah, they're 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 not great. Yeah. Uh, from Dude Ranch is is okay. And then it, from from um, Enemy of the State, it gets really good. Like that, that, I think that run of three albums, Enemy of the State, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and Blink-182, Blink-182, are just three incredible albums, one after the other. It's like, I think that my favourite album, though, is Blink-182, Blink-182, so the one from okay. 2003, two or three. I can't That's my favourite. Um, That's my favourite. I, I can't think of uh, what songs are on that one at the moment. What? Um, what so they? like Down, um, Violent... Um, oh god, what else is on that album? Put me on the spot now. Uh, hold on. I miss you. Was that on that one, or was that a bit later? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So feeling this. Uh, uh, I miss yeah. you. Vi- Violence, which is my favourite Blink song. Um, yeah, Stockholm Syndrome, Downs Grey, Always, which is an absolutely killer track. It's brilliant. I, I that one, that whole album gives me feels. Like yeah. that album was really something to me. It really was. That was like a year when I was just like, oh. Fucking hell, Blink One Eight Two are great. Yeah. Okay, so, so we've yeah, discovered we've discovered that Blink One Eight Two is another band that I've only listened to one album of. Then um, there you go. So I will listen to some more. But but no, I, I I did like a lot of their other singles. Just never got into the albums. Yeah. But I yeah I would love to see them and and I did really like I did consider myself to really like them even though I haven't for other bands where I had a similar story. Um, yeah, Blink One Eight Two were amazing. Hopefully we can get them a download at some point. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, did you have any other new releases? Uh, I'm really behind on new releases at the moment, man. Yeah. There's some stuff that's come out that I need to listen to. Um, the new Thy Art is Murder's come out. I need to listen to that. I still oh, haven't yeah. listened to the last Cradle of Filth album that came out. They came out like two months ago, and I still haven't fucking got a chance really? to listen to it. So, yeah, as a Filth fan, I failed straight away. Um, uh, Joey Valance and Bray's album came out um, in the last month or so. Um, that's fantastic uh it has all the stuff that they brought out single wise with a few other tracks on there but start to finish just oh, amazing that they're, they're just so good um and my brother was like oh dude they were so sick at the biscuit show they supported uh, biscuit yeah um, yeah yeah at that um Gonna that large part. show they did in london yeah, yeah so i was just like i was like did you like him he's like dude they were sick i was like i told you they were so <laughs> good man like you know, one of I my guess. favorite bands I've it, pretty much ever seen at Download. And he was at Download. What did he not just not want to go and see them? He was seeing someone else. Okay. At the time, yeah. But um, I'm glad that he he watched them and he said how amazing they were. He also said that Biscuit were fantastic. I was like, I told you, I told you they're still good. He he he's an old school Biscuit fan like me. So he was like, dude, you know, we've been watching Biscuit since literally to like 2001. And he's like, they're just as good now as they were then. I'm like, I know. They literally have not missed a step. It's it's actually insane for a band to be still that good 20 years later, which yeah. is mad. Nice. But yeah, yeah, really good. But apart from that, uh, no new releases. Been a few singles and stuff, but I haven't I haven't got anything together to listen to. I think well, Bush have just released the best of, um, which I think for 
someone that would might want to get into Bush that doesn't want to delve into a whole album, the new best of is literally just banger after banger after banger after banger. So if this is a time when you think, oh, that Bush band who released two fucking incredible albums in a row recently, uh, maybe I won't listen to them. So yeah, the Bush uh, best of's out. That's really good. Oh, and uh, the new Head PE single is wicked Ooh, and they're yeah. releasing they're releasing another one tomorrow um which i'm really looking forward to and then i think the album is out at some point october or november so something else i'm quite excited about awesome um yeah cool uh, what well, same as you although i can't pull a load of names out of my head like you just have uh there's been loads that i've listened to nothing that i've written down to talk about but there's, there's been quite a lot of new stuff recently hasn't there uh yeah, we're only we'll, we'll get We'll get something together for next episode and we'll quickly run through some new releases or singles that me and Ad have been listening to before we delve into the album's turn 20. Yeah. Well, we're, we're only a couple of weeks away from Bring Me the Horizon's new album. Yeah. That's going to be uh, one that's... We should probably do something for that, I think. Uh, maybe an extra yeah. episode or a listening party. I think that maybe would be Maybe a little awesome. bonus full review or, yeah, yeah. maybe like a listening party so, so on we can thing talk about, or yeah, we can, the maybe, whole album. Yeah, maybe we can talk about other new releases at the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Something yeah. like that. Well, we'll, we'll work Sounds it out. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Um, before we get into the um, into the the main topic this week, though, as well, I just want to give a shout out to James from Taunton. Uh, ridiculous thing happened. Um, I couldn't believe it. It was um, it was a few weeks back now, but it was after we re- recorded the last episode because we recorded it early. Um, but yeah, I was, just, I was at work. I was walking around, delivering to the, the businesses that I delivered to. I have my little trolley, I think, with me. Um, and the car pulls up to me, and he holds his phone out, and he's listening to one of our episodes. <laughs> and it was, and yeah, I stopped to have a chat with him. His name's James. I don't think he said his surname. But um, yeah, again, that just blew me away. So there's been a few things that have blown awesome. me away. Um, one, Asher from last year's download reckon, recognizing me just from my voice um there's a few things that are going to be they're going to stick with me like for the rest of my life and like that is one of them as well thank you james i that was so cool of you to do awesome. um have you have you had anything like that happen to you you put you must have because you are more recognizable than i am yeah not out and about okay um not out and about like um yeah, but but obviously, you know, at festivals, I mean, I, I end up speaking to so many people. It's so cool. So many yeah. people come up and say, oh, dude, man, you know, like your stuff or like the download podcast or whatever. So I'm blessed when it comes to that because yeah. I'm always getting recognized at places to the annoyance of everyone I'm with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, fair man. Yeah, but I, yeah, like I said, I couldn't believe it. I just wanted to give James a quick shout. I didn't tell him I was going to do this. Um, so hopefully it's a nice surprise. Like it was a nice surprise for me when you drove up next to me. Um, we did have a bit of a chat and um, I bullied him into joining the Discord. Nice. <laughs> uh, he, he did say that he wasn't sure how to do it to start with. So what I'll do, I think I'll put a proper like post out on like social medias and everything um, just with our, just with a link to join our Discord. If there's, any, if there's anybody else out there who you know was thinking about joining but doesn't know how to and you can't be bothered to look that's fine i get that i do that all the time <laughs> like what's this oh, i don't <laughs> care i don't care as much as i did five seconds ago because because it's not as easy as i was hoping it would be yeah we'll do that so yeah thank you james uh thank you for pointing that out thank you for stopping me when you did that was yeah like i said that's cool 
I remember that for the rest of my life. Yeah, um, that's over and out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> over and out. That is a new one. No, right, stick that on a t-shirt, everyone. It's a picture <laughs> of Adam on the front and over and out on the back. <laughs> but I, but I can't finish things. I'll probably be like over and over or out and out, and I, I can't <laughs> successfully out. finish things. <laughs> out and out That's or start one, so. things. Um, we should talk about some albums. Yes, um, we probably should. Yeah. So we, um, you sent me a list of four albums, and you said, "Oh, these are my four. So I suddenly thought. I didn't know we were meant to be choosing some each. I don't think I've ever listened to <laughs> well, a I didn't single mean that. album. Oh, okay, but still, I d- <laughs> that's how I took it, and it's fine. I don't think I'd ever listened to a single album from 1993 before. Wow! Before okay. this, okay. Um, so it, <laughs> it was quite difficult. I chose some. Uh, I said to Simon at the time, "I have never listened to these albums. Um, I don't know if, any, if there's anything significant about them." You picked some really good ones. Yeah, I thought so. Some great, some good albums. But uh, yeah, so Simon will be leading most of these anyway because he's done. You, you said you got a little bit about um, what was going yeah, I'm on gonna, in 1993. I'm going to give everyone like I did last time. So when we done this last year, whichever year we done. So last year it was 1992, 2002 and 2012. I just gave people a little bit of insight into that year, what was happening on TV, movies, you know, general pop culture, so we could get a bit of a feel for the year before we got into these albums. So let me take all of you back to the year. Go on. Can I just say as well, when I first started looking for albums, I was looking at 1983, and it took a little while to click. <laughs> that was not 30 You're years like, ago. Uh, no, that's scary. Yeah, it's <laughs> scary. scary thought. I mean, we don't know. We're only 25, so... yeah. God knows, we weren't even born. Um, but anyway, yeah, sorry, carry on. <laughs> right before I was rudely interrupted, uh, wasn't that rude? I put my take... hand up and everything. <laughs> he did put his hand up. To be fair, right. Let me take y'all <laughs> back to the year of 1993. So anyway, what was happening in 1993? Let's take you back. Okay, so uh, the Princess of Wales, Diana, uh, she claimed she wanted a divorce from Prince Charles. So that stuff was happening within the royal family. This is a crazy uh, one. It was the first year of the National Lottery. Was it? Yeah. I remember that. Is, uh, I remember that. Yeah. My parents watched it's it. It's you. And I was in. The big it's yeah. you. Yeah. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to go on a little tangent on the second thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there's, there's all, the, all the things that you think only started existing in your lifetime like mcdonald's i thought that mm-hmm. started within my lifetime probably like the first time i saw it i was like oh this is new it was new to me and then grew up to find out it's way way older than me oh yeah and way older so like there's loads of little things like that that you think are like yeah you you when you find out about them they're new at that point but they're not but yeah, yeah. but to remember that the um national lottery it actually did actually do that and did come into existence yeah. in my life. It's yeah, weird, it's crazy. weird to think about. Well, you think 30 years is such a long time. There's so much stuff that's happened and come in since then, which feels like st- this sort of stuff's been around forever. Yeah. But the National Lottery has only been around since... nine. I mean, that, that'll that feel so long ago to some people. To others, it'll feel like, yes, you know, the older people listening to this, it'll feel like 1903 was yesterday. Yeah. And the National Lottery has only just begun. But to other people, especially younger people that are listening, <laughs> you guys would have thought, oh, the National Lottery's been going for... 
and it has it's been going for 30 years which is a long time but yeah you think oh national lottery that must have always been there but no apparently yeah. before 1983 there was no official national lottery which is crazy um so that's really cool um in america bill clinton is sworn into office as the 42nd president of the united states yeah um yeah you know the the saxophone playing sex mad weirdo like a lot of the uh, american presidents um the first clear images from the hubble telescope are taken it was actually launched a couple of years before but there was a misalignment with one of the mirrors so they'd worked for years on the hubble telescope sent it all the way out to you know just outside of of the earth and the images came back blurry <laughs> and everyone was pissed <laughs> and then they went we better solve this so they went up realized what had happened is one of the mirrors had got warped on the way up okay. um, so they had to go and change the mirror and then by uh, 1993 they got first the back first clear images of you know m- amazing images of space that we'd never seen before yeah. so a lot of the you know images that aren't cgi and are real when you look in all of these um astronomy books are from the hubble telescope so it is like a you know it was a really really big deal in the astronomy community um and to finish off uh this was the year that beanie babies were released i don't know much which, about them uh well beanie babies have been a huge collectible for years they're still making them to this day um i always remember my sister having loads of beanie babies everyone collecting them but yeah it's the first year that beanie babies were released so that's just a bit of pop culture things to sort of set the scene for everyone. Uh, notable movies that came out in 1993, some really good ones here. Jurassic Park, of course, an yeah. absolute classic movie. Um, Sleepless in Seattle, Demolition Man, Groundhog Day, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Dazed and Confused. So some absolutely stellar films released in 1993 nice. um obviously i'm sure everyone's seen jurassic park but it is a really big one groundhog day as well if you I haven't seen that with bill murray i've seen it i really want oh, to it's such a good movie man just yeah. a guy just repeating the same day over and over again until he actually has to figure out what he's supposed to do to get to the next day it's great um tv this is a good one because i've mentioned it a lot on this show it was the first year that the x-files aired Ooh. in 1993 nice so, yeah, a classic one. And then one for everyone should know. It was the first year that the QVC shopping channel <laughs> debuted on Sky. Bloody hell. My mum watches and buys from that way too much. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic channel. I always remember my mum watching it. I'm like, are you just watching this shopping channel? They're literally just trying to sell you things. <laughs> she never bought any of it. We were way too poor to buy anything from it. I think she just liked to watch what they were doing on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's loads of really great um, YouTube videos. We can go back and watch loads of really old QVC channel bits. And they're really like the 90s ones are so cringy. It's great. You need to go back and check them out. In sport, uh, Man United won the first ever season of the Premier League. So 92 yeah. to 93 was the first ever yeah. season of the Prem. So man by won by Man United. Uh, Arsenal won the FA Cup. They beat Sheffield Wednesday 2-1 in the final. Um, Limpford Christie uh, won the uh, men's 100 metres in 10.26 seconds, which was a record at the time. Yeah. Um, and finally, Michael Jordan left base- basketball and decided to play baseball instead. I remember hearing about that, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a bit of an odd choice. But I will say, uh, the Last Dance um, documentary that's on Netflix, probably the best documentary I've ever watched, sport documentary. 
Okay. I've watched it twice, and I never normally watch documentaries more than once. Yeah. But it was so good. Like a year later, I just went back and watched it again. It is fucking phenomenal. Like if you like sports documentaries, you have to watch The Last Dance. All about Michael Jordan's, you know, the last season of the Bulls when they had their like proper incredible team with all the best players. It's really, really great. Definitely go and watch it. Um, and finally, this is going to blow your mind. The cost of living at the time. So petrol per litre was 45.9 pence. Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, a pint of beer would have cost you on average £1.54. Okay. Uh, a pint of milk would have cost you 34p. A uh, loaf of bread, 75p. Uh, a newspaper was around 25 pence. How The average house price at the time was about £51,000. Yeah. Uh, me and Vicky have bought a house for well over £300,000, so that shows you how much that changed since 1993. Yeah. Um, a family car would have set you back about 16000 brand new, which is really in inflation. Brand new. Not that much more than you would pay for one now. So, yeah, it would have been quite expensive to buy a new car back in the day. Uh, the average salary for a person was around £17,000. Um, and inflation at the time was running at 1.59%. So, um, yeah, things things were very cheap, f- what we would consider them to be. But at the time, if the average salary was only 17000 you could still probably get food for much cheaper, even with inflation, than what it would be today. Yeah. But, you know, house price was good, but stuff like cars and that were still expensive at the time. What's the average salary now, do you, do you think? I think it's about twenty nine thirty. So the average UK salary now is about thirty two thousand. Yeah. Okay. Pounds. So thirty two. So, so it obviously has almost. it's doubled, but everything else has got really expensive yeah. as well. So yeah, it has everything's come up. It's all relative to the time. You know, if you were earning, uh, you know, that most people, you know, a lot of people would have been earning a lot less than seventeen thousand. So yeah. those prices yeah, would have yeah. seemed massive even then. So to us now, it seems like. It wasn't a lot, but yeah, that's just to uh, to set the scene for everyone about what was going on um, at the time in 1993. Yeah, I, I, I um, we talked about a little bit about this before before recording, and uh, I said I was going to say say this. I, I had a memory come up on my Facebook from 11 years ago when I started Royal Mail, and um, I said I've just got my new contract through. I'm on eight pound thirty seven an hour. I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> and I was chuffed with eight pound thirty-seven an hour as eleven years God, ago. I would have been. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what. See, it. I don't ever remember it being less than what it is now. Really, like it just seems out of this world. Yeah, it just seems ridiculous you to think. Definitely, you were definitely on more than I was then because I think I was working at CEX in the warehouse at that point, and I would have been on about five pounds. Really, an hour. Bloody yeah, hell. definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, so you yeah, were I, you that was a that was a good wage. I knew then. it was yeah, good for really the time, good. but like what yeah. minimum wage is far more than that now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but like just yeah, just with age and with with time, you just forget about these things, don't you? Mm-hmm. Well, everything else just gets more and more expensive. You know, if you'd be earning that money now, you'd be fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You'd barely be able to pay the bills and even eat. So um, yeah, it just shows you, doesn't it, how how crazy time is and how you look at stuff yeah ten years, even 10 years ago yeah you know? crazy wibbly wobbly wibbly wobbly timey wimey <laughs> yeah. um well well what albums do we want to start with talking about then well i mean i have notes on 
I have something to say about all the albums. So I'll start. Should, I start, should we start with Typo Negative? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, why not? Wearing a Typo Negative t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so let's start with Typo Negative Bloody Kisses. Did you listen? Yes. What did you think? I did not like it. I don't no? know why I'm laughing at that. No, I did. Well, for a start, it's got a weird sex scene at the beginning, right? The sex track. It does. Yeah. Is there a story? I didn't look check out if there was like a story behind the that. weird intros on it. Are there's one called Dark Side of the Womb, which is just really horrible music with a baby screaming. I, I, I they just they just wanted to do really weird intros, and they always have stuff like that. Like they have like footsteps in between the tracks, or like weird sounds, or that's just them doing whatever they want they're like yeah i mean the beginning of the first album is just like loads uh, loads of like static yeah like just shit at the beginning and then it goes into the track so yeah yeah but i mean but peter still not... was all about that sort of stuff he would you know he, he admitted that he like he's well known for being like he loves women he loved women right. but he loved to worship women a lot of his songs are about worshipping women you know like women are everything yeah i want to worship you you know i want i want to be with you and satan and i'll get at your feet and do whatever you want and treat you like the best woman ever and all that sort of stuff like that's how he saw women as like goddesses basically yeah so he always puts in like sexual stuff in all of the albums (laughs) okay but i mean they weren't the only album on this list that we're going to talk about that had something weird at the beginning and it wasn't too there was like three or four of them, I'm sure, had something weird at the beginning and had other weird stuff in the middle of the album. It was just a weird time, 1993, wasn't it? Like, Yeah, so overall, you're going to hear me mention this a lot because some of the albums we've got on here are considered to be like grunge albums. Other ones are considered to be more metal. But you've got to remember, in 1993, grunge was the biggest. It, grunge had blew yeah. up massively in the early 90s so it affected everything this was you know everyone always says grunge killed off metal for a while it didn't but it did change the way that metal became because metal went from being 80s hair metal to being 90s metal where it had that grunge tone but everything was really dirty feeling yeah into new metal that came out of that in the mid 90s so it this was a really transitional moment for metal where everything was just before new metal started. It was just kind of molding into that from grunge. Yeah. So you just have to remember that for all these albums. I mean, we'll get to some of them, but they all have a grungy, dirty, ugly sound almost yeah. when it comes to heavy guitars and stuff. Really dr- drony and long riffs. And that's just what the metal people were doing at that time. That's just what it was. Yeah, and I think... Uh, I read that um, pop punk was up and coming at this point as well. It was sort of pop punk and yep. new metal came around sort of the same time. I think that was when um, Offsprings, uh, what's it called, Smash. Was that the first one they did? Yeah, 94. Yeah. That was a so year yeah. after. Yeah. 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 Okay. See, look at that. And that ended up being a really big. But if you listen to it, it's very grungy. Is it? Okay. Yeah, very good. You know, the, 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 that. You know, I mean, they were going since the '80s, but the okay. the the that '94 album is Smash is really good, but it's much more grungy than the stuff that came afterwards. Yeah, once the new metal era had started and pop punk started to take off, yeah, Smash is very grungy with that sort of down tuned, sort of down toned bass, 
with the gaps in the music and stuff. I love yeah. Smash. I think it's a great album. Okay. But yeah, so I was never really much of a fan of grunge ever any of the bands really to be honest um get you and um as i said earlier simon sent me four four albums before i thought about it um and i put them all on and they were all grunge and and you imagine how happy i was to have (laughs) to know i had to listen to these um and and you know it reminded me of the singing that uh do you remember shooting stars no, was it Shooting Stars? Never mind the Buzzcocks. Where where they sing? No, it was Never mind the Buzzcocks. Where he sings, but he's just like not singing properly, and he's like, <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what this reminded me of. I was like, he wasn't taking the piss after well, all. He was trying to sing grunge. I would say two of these are metal <laughs> albums, and two of them are grunge e albums. But yeah, I get what you mean. But it but it was a blanket over everything at the time. But I think. Um, Going back to this typo negative album, it is a goth metal album. Right. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it does have, again, tones of that with the sort of droney guitars and stuff. So it's it's not a reflection of what grunge was. It's just a reflection of what the time was right. at okay. the time. Um, but I'll just quickly, I'll crack on with it and then you can say some stuff as well. So I'm torn between this, Bloody Kisses, and October Rust, um, which was 96, being my favourite typo albums. Um this album literally captures a perfect feel of what a sludgy goth metal album is. Peter Steele's vocals are absolutely incredible with his like weird down baritone voice. Production's great, songwriting stellar. Um and yeah, it's just it's I, I love this album. Like after the intro, this is a really weird thing to do for a for a metal album. After the intro, you start with two in a really weird way. Both songs are super long. Like, Christian Woman is eight minutes long, and that's the first track on the album. And then Black Number One is 11 minutes long, and they're the first two tracks. Wow. Like, they're just like, do you know what? We're just going to put these two long songs right at the beginning. Yeah. I I noticed that, actually. I didn't realise how long each song was, but I was listening for ages, and I was like, oh, is it gone on to a new album now or something? And I was like, no, it's track number four. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the two i I think uh, so it starts with um the intro and then it goes into christian woman it's a great opener because the first two tracks are almost like set out like prog tracks there's a slow bit a fast bit a heavy bit an acoustic bit and a nice bit in both of those songs it's almost like they've gone we're gonna tell you what this what's on this whole album in these first two tracks we're gonna do everything we do on the album but we're gonna do it all in these first two tracks like just here we go that's everything you need to know about what you're about to listen to yeah so that's it but yeah christian woman is great obviously that jesus christ looks like me and then it goes to that really disgusting heavy riff that's just slow and sludgy and oh it's so fucking good um black number one it's awesome obviously the grunge element not the grunge element but the dark element with that bass intro just that boom, 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 boom. It's very slow and sort of almost played like a grunge track, but almost, you know, in a metal style. So I get what you mean with the sort of grunge overtones yeah. with it. Um, but again, it chops and changes. It has slow bits, fast bits. Um, those first two songs are an absolute journey. Like, oh, they're just incredible from start to finish. Um, but then you've got like crazy tracks in this album, like Kill All the White People is just a punk song with heavy distortion where he's just screaming kill all the white people i yeah i did notice that as well actually um 
I didn't write it down or anything, I wouldn't have been able to pick that out if I looked at the back. But now you've said it, I was like, yeah, that it yeah. did sound so punk. And I think, mm. what track number is that? I think that's number five, four or five. Yeah, I think five. Yeah, it, maybe it was yeah. that point where I was like, this sounds nothing like them. Is this gone to a different band? Yeah, there's some um, weirds because they've obviously got a big misfits influence with the sort of gang vocals and stuff and when you hear tracks like kill all the white people and we'll get to we hate everyone there's a real misfits we've just played really slow riffs the whole time but now we're going to go really fast and play it like a punk song (laughs) where it's just like go 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 um there's a really weird cover on this album with summer breeze summer breeze makes me feel fine but it's slow and horrible and just really gothy and downturned version of it which is really good um we hate everyone which i've put here you can literally hear the misfits goth punk influence because it is just gang vocals loads of woes and just played really really fast on like you know open zero open one three open zero you know yeah just like a standard misfit song basically um and then you finish up the album with can't lose which is a really somber weird way to end the album considering it was like you know, you've had all this sort of proggy metal goth stuff at the beginning. Then it goes to all this sort of punk stuff. And at the end, it has this really weird can't lose you. And it finishes with a sitar solo <laughs> and then just ends. <laughs> like the album just goes, nah, nah, nah. stops, <laughs> it just stops. There's, there's no outro. There's nothing. The song just stops. That's the end of the album. So I, I, I like this album because they, they fucked around with it. Yeah. They were like fuck it we're gonna put two really long songs at the beginning we're gonna put weird intros with baby screaming that sound like a nightmare we're gonna put women having orgasms on it we're gonna have a song called kill all the white people we're gonna do a cover of summer breeze and then we're just gonna abruptly end the album (laughs) but again (laughs) i think a lot of these albums had similar feel Uh, i had a similar feeling of like they were doing what they wanted to do it seemed like they weren't being Mm -hmm told what to do by the record label they were experimenting and and just doing whatever the hell they wanted to do and yeah definitely was, yeah, uh, yeah more like of an the way you picked artistic time you know yes i think at this point especially bands like typo negative i mean if a, if a label said you couldn't put this out they would have said just go fuck yourself or go we'll, we'll we'll put it out like you know like they didn't want to and i think as well because it's a metal a goth metal album and grunge was huge i think they were just letting metal bands put out what they wanted yeah like oh you've got a an eight minute song then 11 minutes at the beginning of your album <laughs> that's fine i guess <laughs> like crack on but i think that's what makes them so good so i mean if you do like goth metal um or you like that sound or even that 80s sound it has got a very 80s low voice um i think it's really really great i think it's a really good album worth listening to especially if you're into any type of metal um but yeah it's very good. I love that album. I think you would you would prefer October Rust as an album. Okay. It's not as uh it's not as negative feeling as this one. Ty- has typo a bit positive. More... Yeah, typo positive, <laughs> literally. It, ha- yes. it really is. Well done. Uh, so I think I think if you if you if I played you this, then I paid you October Rust, I think you'd like October Rust a lot more. Yeah. Because it has very pretty bits in it. Okay. Where this is it has pretty bits, but it's very dirty feeling. It's very grimy, yeah. kind of feel to it. What? Well, so, um, I, th- yeah. I think we did a typo negative album in this sort of mini series last year. I don't know which album, but I, I'm not. 
I don't think we did. Oh, maybe we didn't. You got a perfect memory, and I've got a terrible one. So <laughs> you're probably right. But we, I'm sure we talked about it before. And I think before doing this, the only typo negative song I'd ever heard was "I Don't Want to Be," and mm-hmm. that's the, all I'd ever heard of them for, from them. I didn't know song. they'd been around for so long. Yeah, this wasn't even their first album. No, they had Origin of Feces before this. And that's even more disgusting than this album is. So. The cover is literally someone's butthole. Is it? It's, nice. someone, it's someone pulling apart their butt cheeks and it is someone's arsehole. And it's called The Origin of Feces. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it just shows you this band is just like, we can fuck it, man. It's yeah, gothy as fuck. Do whatever we, we want to do. Yeah, whatever, mate. Sure. Um, I'm going to let you right, lead. Should we move yeah, on? I'm going to let you lead. Is there one, is there one that you want to do or... Uh, you talk about what albums you want to talk about, and I'll... Okay, I'm going to talk about one that you recommended, or you said, uh, which is Aerosmith's... Oh, it's a completely different type of album. Yeah. Uh, Aerosmith's Get a Grip. Yeah. Um, which, for me, by far, is the best Aerosmith album, I think. My mum... I listened to this album a lot as a kid. My mum okay. rinsed this album start to finish a lot in 1993 to like 1998 or whatever yeah she listened to it a lot um did you listen to this one? Oh, i did yeah yeah I, what what were your thoughts on this album i was surprised at how much i like aerosmith um mm. i mean and it's, it's i think it is gonna be one of his best albums anyway and it's got loads of singles on it um oh yeah they released so much from there yeah but um like and did you know it was their 11th studio album mm. which is insane yeah like, man yeah. So I know, I know, my my first knowledge of Aerosmith was "Don't Want to Miss a Thing." Oh no, I probably knew of um, "Walk This Way" before that, but yeah. I didn't know just how much they have done. And obviously, I know, I know they've had done download. I know they're massive, but I just never really got into them. It, they were never my thing. I didn't think many sort of people our age go back that far and listen, you know, on their own accord. Like like you said, you you grew up with it. Um, I didn't think Aerosmith was really a band that people choose to get into. It, it could be me. It could be m- what I've experienced in my sort of circles of friends. But yeah, I was surprised at like how 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 much I liked them going back to it. Basically, yeah, like, I, I think this is like, really. If I was to recommend anyone to start listening to Aerosmith, I would reckon I would recommend this album. Yeah, because it's just banger after banger. Yeah, and they, I mean, they released. Hold on, they released one two three four they released four singles from this album yeah i thought it was more when i went on wikipedia maybe seven might be missing one it might be five okay well it could be more than that but i'm aware of four singles off this that were big songs yeah so what was it one was crazy uh it was living on the edge yeah i knew that one already shut up and dance crying and crazy yeah so i knew i don't know what else they released they might have released get a grip as well or eat the rich. It they released one of those. Eat the rich. There you go. Yeah. So that will be the other one. Um, but yeah, but, so there were already a few from this album that I knew. Um, mm. But like I said, I, I I did a lot of rambling just then to say not very much. But yeah, I had never considered trying to get into Aerosmith as a band in general. You know, it, it seemed like an old person's band to me growing up, and that that never changed. I guess. Yeah, I think. I mean. I think anyone that's a fan of Wayne's World, um, a lot of these songs were on the Wayne's World soundtrack okay, and yeah. in the movie, Wayne's World 2. Yeah. Um, so that, like, for me, I, I listened to this album a lot and I was like, oh, 
sick couple of these tracks are on the um the wayne's world album so i digged that at the time as well yeah awesome but yeah i I really like this album i can't really put my finger on any other aspects of it although he did is there a weird track of him uh, of a woman having an orgasm in this one as well yeah i think there is yeah well there's a bit that has it in there is yeah yeah there is uh, yeah. Which is so they I've picked, I just so happened to pick the album afterwards that has a woman orgasm yeah. in it as well. <laughs> I don't remember any songs, just that, just that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, obviously that was a big thing for bands back in the day. I, I know of Rocket Queen that has it. That's the only one I already knew of. Now I've heard two more this week. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably going to be loads. There probably but, is. Yeah, it's just back. It's it's about. I mean, living on the edge is a, is, a, is a really great song. Uh, Shut Up and Dance is one of my favourite. It's just such a good vibe song. Crying is a beautiful ballad. Yeah. And Crazy is a beautiful ballad as well. Like, there's just some really, really good stuff on this. Like, if if you want to get into Aerosmith or you've heard some Aerosmith tracks and you think, oh, do you know what? They are good. I would recommend you listen to this album start to finish. It's very, very good. And it done really well at the time as well. It sold very well. Yeah. Which, you say it's crazy. You know, they were going since the 70s. It was their 11th album. But it, they just so happen to just absolutely pull a banger. Yeah, yeah, that thing. is odd, though, isn't it? To do that yeah. on your 11th. Yeah, well, I mean, I know that um, Crying and Crazy got massive, massive play um, on the radio and music videos as well. Like, those music videos got played for years, even into, like, early 2000s. They were still on Kerrang! and everything. So it just shows you how big those songs actually were. Yeah. They lasted for that long. Yeah, probably yeah, do a really good album, really well. solid. Probably do. A, yeah, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I think one of them was for a film. They, they they done really well. I mean, they got into Wayne's World. They got they managed to get their tracks into, you know, people fucking love Aerosmith. So, yeah. you know, Aerosmith fans are like proper Aerosmith fans. I know Vicky's like a massive Aerosmith fan, so I'm sure she really digs this album as well. But yeah, yeah really good. Great album. Awesome. Loved it. Yeah. So I'm glad. There you go. Adam Adam liked I'm, an album. I'm so glad. he's lying cuz he <laughs> did like an album from 1993. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Aerosmith. Get a grip. There was a, yeah, there was a couple. There was a couple that I liked. Yeah, good. Let's move on, shall we? Okay. Uh, let's do before I go to the metal one. I've got. Let's go to a. Let's go to the most grunge one that we have. Let's do Nirvana's <laughs> um, In Utero, or In Utero, as some utero people say. In Utero. In Utero. No, yeah. First of all. Uh, do you like Nirvana no, gen- generally? Is there not. any Nirvana tracks that you even like? I mean, they've got some absolute bangers. There must be one where you go, do you know what? Yeah, it's all right, actually. Uh, I did like Smell Like Teen Spirit, but that was way That's, overplayed as we were growing up. Song. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. It kind of cool. lost its Great track, magic, I guess. Lost it. Yeah, bit of a shame. It is one of, it's probably up there um, with some of the Queen songs as, and the Beatles songs as like the most overplayed songs of all time. Yeah. But it is a great track. But anyway, yeah. let's not talk about that. Let's talk about intro. What did you think? No, I didn't. <laughs> what do you no. mean? No, you can't just say no. <laughs> Give me your feelings. Um, it well, My feelings were in my head. I was screaming, why, 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 why am I listening to Nirvana? No, 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 I'm joking. Uh, it surprised me. It surprised me. It did. Um, I listened to it a couple of times. The first song, um, I did. I made a point of remembering what it was called, but I can't remember what it was called now. It was S, S. Serve the Servants. Yeah, I knew it was like SS. It gave me a, I want to say it gave me a Foo Fighters feel, but obviously Foo Fighters were after. I could, I could hear that Foo Fighters had obviously taken some influences from this. 
And I was surprised because I hadn't heard much Nirvana before. I just always assumed um, it's your, all, all your typical grunge, but it was a, like a much sort of lighter, brighter song. Yeah. And I was surprised myself that I've managed to make that connection at the same time because I didn't particularly like You've the Foo Fighters hit the nail on the head there because that song is very similar to some of the tracks on the first Foo's album. Yeah. Very nice and sort of light. Yeah. Just just nice sort of walk-along song with very subtle sort of singing, nicely singing lyrics. You've you hit the nail on the head there. I, I would have said the exact same thing about Service Service. Yeah. Very similar to the first. Well, obviously, Dave Grohl probably would have taken a lot of what he'd learned from um, from Kurt and put that into the first yeah. three fights. And, so, and you yeah, can't blame him definitely. for that. But like I said, it just surprised no. me. Like, I, yeah, I thought it was completely different types of music. And it's yeah. like, it's surprising to hear, oh, you know, he did obviously take stuff from Nirvana. Yeah, definitely. Definitely influences in there. Um, anything else you want to say about it? Uh, I didn't like anything else. <laughs> Okay. Right. First, Rape of, first me of all, first of all, was a weird song to even listen to because I've said before I listen to music while I'm out in my van at work. I've got the windows down a little bit. Rape me was on, and I was like, "This is a bit weird. I don't really want people <laughs> knowing I'm listening Rape to this song." Me, my friend. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Um, it's out of the three Nirvana albums, it's my least favorite one. Not that it's a bad album by any stretch of the means. It's good, but I like. Bleach and Nevermind way more than I like this album. Okay. I think Bleach is brilliant, fantastically heavy, just fucking mad. And then Nevermind is one of the greatest albums ever made, in my opinion. Um, so this one has always been the sort of black sheep of the family for me when it comes to the Nirvana albums. But I still really like it. Like I, I hadn't listened to it in quite some time. And I forgot, like I've put Serve the Servants is a great opening track. You know, because you're expecting it to come out all bombastic and heavy, but it does the complete opposite. It's nice and light. It's just really sing-along-y, kind of nice vibes. Um, Scentless Apprentice is great as well. It's just so dirty with lots of distortion and weird sounds. Heart-shaped box, probably one of the best Nirvana singles out of all of them, I would say. It's a fucking great song. Um, Francis Farmer's great. Dumb's great. Penna Royalty is amazing. Tourette's is an absolutely filthy track. Uh, it sounds like it should have been on Bleach because it's that more heavy, um, you know, just disgusting sound. And then ending the song with all, ending the album, excuse me, with all apologies, uh, which is a nice somber way to sort of end the album. I think it's a great way to end. I, I really, really like this album. It was uh, not that I ever thought it was bad, but on these, I listened to it twice. I liked it a lot more than I did 10 years ago. Really nice. Yeah, ten years ago I wouldn't have stuck it on. Now I think I, you know, I would have put the singles on, but now I think I would stick the whole album on and think, do you know what? I quite like this album. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it's got some weird moments on it. It's got some moments of him just ferociously screaming, and there's not really anything happening on the guitar. I think when it comes to Kurt Cobain, we all know he's not the best guitar player ever. We all know Chris Novoselic is a shit hot bass player, and Dave Grohl is fucking amazing. Their rhythm section is incredible, but. Kurt Cobain wrote really fucking good songs. And that's really what matters, I think. Um, like, you know, we were talking about Blink-182. They're by far way down the list when it comes to actually being great musicians. Yeah. Bar Travis Barker, who is an incredible drummer. Yeah. But they write really good, catchy songs. And sometimes that's all you need to do yeah. is just be a really good songwriter. And I think that's what 
Nirvana as a tr- trio were. Um, I know for this they were a four-piece, um, and they did have another guitarist like they did on um, on Bleach when they were a four-piece as well. Um, but yeah, no, I liked it. I, I liked it much better, much more than I did, you know, even five to ten years ago. So I was I was very surprised about how much I actually enjoyed it, and I was surprised that you didn't enjoy it more. I've never been a fan of Nirvana. Um, I probably went into yeah, see, it not I, wanting to like it. I'd liked, yeah, I'd like to play you. I'd like to listen to Bleach or Nevermind with you, okay, and see if you like those way more than you like this. Yeah, because like I said, my least favorite Nirvana album, but by, by by quite a way. Uh, it's not a bad album, but the other two are way better. I think much better songs, heavier parts, just just better. I yeah. Think. Um, but I know for a fact this is some people's favourite Nirvana album, which is okay. fine. But um, I know people that had entire walls covered with the giant poster. Uh, my friend Dave, growing up, his brother was like the cool guy that liked all the cool music. So we used to go bunk <laughs> off at his house and we walked into his brother's room and he had a floor to ceiling in utero poster that had the full cover covering the whole wall. Nice. And he had like... He was playing like Incubus and all these sorts of crazy shit. And we were like, this guy's the fucking coolest <laughs> guy ever. We thought his brother was so cool. He was a drummer as well, I remember. Yeah. He had like a drum kit in his room. But yeah, that's what just makes me think of this album. But yeah, good. I enjoyed it much more than I thought. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, 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 going back to... Sh- gone. Uh, like I said, I I have never liked... Uh, well, I've already just said, I was never that into um, grunge. And I probably should have gone into this a little bit more open-minded. I'm not saying I didn't go into it open-minded at all. I did probably more than I would have done in the past, but um, yeah, I struggled. I struggled to get to the end of a lot of these albums because I just didn't want to be listening to them. And I think that's fine. It's okay. not not as bad as it might sound. Coming, it sounds really bad as I'm saying it in my own head. I'm like, this this sounds worse <laughs> than it should be. Uh, but yeah, no, I get you. I'm with you totally. Yeah, but yeah, it's good. It's good. Good album. Highly rec- I recommend. If you haven't heard it, go and have a listen. There might be something on there that you really like. There's some great songs on it, so go check it out. Um, should we talk about Rush? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Rush counterparts. Yeah. So, have you listened to Rush before? Are you a Rush fan? I do like Rush. Uh, I've never listened to a whole album before, but I've liked some of the. No, oh, I might have listened to Twenty One Twelve before, um, but that's about as far as I would have got if if I have at all. Okay. Um, Obviously, the singles that everyone knows, Spirit of the Radio, was that on 2112? I'm not sure. Might have been after, I think. Um, but yes, not very much. But I did read, obviously, I said Aerosmith, it was Aerosmith's 11th studio album. This was their 15th studio album. <laughs> <laughs> Rush made a lot of albums. Yes, yeah, crazy. They have a lot of albums. I mean, like, as musicians, they're all unbelievable. Yeah. Like, unbelievable guitarist unbelievable bassist fucking great singer and just mad drummer so they i think they were just people that were just like let's just write a track oh actually let's just write 11 tracks just write just release an album. <laughs> do you know what i mean like they're that they're that good they're that they're that musically in sync i think they just are one of those people that just those bands that just constantly pushed out albums because they just loved making music yeah um this is an interesting one though because they had their early stuff which was really proggy radio friendly but weird prog stuff and then in the late mid to late 80s they started to delve into putting like synthesizers and electronics and some people consider that to be the worst version of rush i quite like some of those albums and this was they'd come out of that 
And the weird thing about this album is there are songs on here that just sound like Alice in Chains tracks. Okay. But they're Rush songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, this is really weird album because there are... One song will sound like a Rush song and the next album will sound like an Alice in Chains song but with Rush vocals. Right. And then the next track will sound like a Rush song and then the next one will sound nothing like any of those things and then the next track will sound like a Rush song. I thought this album was like a weird, eclectic mix of stuff compared to other Rush albums that I've listened to. Yeah. Like, very just strange. Like, the opener anime is really good. Like, I've put that onto a playlist. I like that song so much. <laughs> yeah. But it's so grungy. It's so grungy okay. for Rush. Like I didn't think, because I haven't listened to anything from this period of Rush, I didn't think they'd make anything that sounded that much of its time. I thought that Rush were like Maiden, where they just make... Maiden just make Maiden tracks. Yeah, yeah there are slight true. differences between eras, but a Maiden track sounds like a Maiden track. And I thought that's what Rush were until I listened to this album and realised how influenced it is by the time, which I was quite taken back by. I was like, this sounds like a fucking Alice in Chains track. <laughs> what is going on here? It's not, it's Rush. So that was really strange for me. But yeah, it, it's it's proof that, you know, you know, even bands like Rush that are, you know, proggy and crazy had been influenced by what had happened a few years before and what was going on at the time. Yeah. Which is actually crazy. I mean, I don't have anything to say individually about tracks. Um, I think Stick It Out was quite a weird, different track that sounded like other Rush tracks, but then the next track just sounded completely different. So it's a very eclectic mix of stuff, but overall, I quite enjoyed the album. I thought it was good. What did you think in total? Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I hadn't actually listened to any Rush, not properly, not like obviously. You still haven't because this isn't a Rush album. It's <laughs> yeah. a very strange. I could get, I could, I could send you a Rush album yeah. that all sounded like Rush, but this doesn't. Yeah, which is well, weird. I mean, to me, I would have said, oh yeah, it sounds like Rush because I don't know them well enough. I guess yeah. then, but yeah, as I was listening to it, I, I, I couldn't, I can't pick out any song titles or you know say anything about the individual tracks like you very you do very well because <laughs> i listen to it works there like i said but yeah i was surprised that it's their 15th album 15th album and i just thought it sounded like rush and and, and honestly i i thought their their sound i don't think their sound has aged very well um listening to this is, is what i was okay. thinking uh bands like i think you said before queen and michael jackson their sound is timeless um, it will sound good whenever you listen to it, but I don't think it. I didn't think it sounded very good. I'm not sure oh, why. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't really know why. It's a weird. I think I'm sure other much bigger Rush fans might say differently, but I think this this would be a really weird place to start listening to Rush. Yeah. Okay. So it, I it, I don't think this gives you an over uh, an overview of what it does let you know what they are, but I don't think it gives you like a full overview of uh, of what Rush is although it has lots of very rush songs throughout it yeah maybe it was those yeah, that i was mean, hearing i haven't actually listened to really anything by alice in chains yeah yeah but if so i was I to play you an alice in chains track out. and then i was to play you animate if i took the vocals out of both of those tracks yeah you would say they were from the same album yeah okay like, bar a few little bits that are rushy yeah the main bit of the song is sort of crafted very unrush like that's yeah. just what i think other rush fans might tell me 
tell me different but again yeah. it just shows you how these musicians are so good that they can just go we're just going to play this song that sounds like an <laughs> Alice Chains track like you know like fuck it we can do whatever we want which is cool and it, I think we said before this speaks for all these albums people were just doing whatever the fuck they wanted in 1993 man yeah they were just doing whatever they wanted we want to do this let's do it why not do you know what I mean? I think that's good for the for the actual year's music. But yeah, won't stay too long on that one. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think overall, I enjoyed it. My, my opinion of it, oh, sorry, I cut you off. I no. didn't want you to move no. on before I got to say any more. Think... No, I was just saying I, en- I enjoyed it. It was strange, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think I enjoyed it too. What I heard, I enjoyed. I've, I've never listened to a, a Rush song and thought, I don't like that. And so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It did just sound like a lot of Rush stuff, Rush, uh, Rush songs to me. I'm going to say similar about Halloween in a minute. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, and obviously you can tell they're fantastic at what they do. Uh, all, all, all of the musicians, uh, well, fantastic uh, what they do as musicians, all of them. Uh, oh, yeah. Just technically brilliant. But I couldn't have picked up, picked out anything and gone, that is a hit single and that one isn't, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get you. Okay, that's cool. Let's uh, Let's move on. Let's move on to Life of Agony. River Runs Red. Can we do this one? This is what I've got probably the most to say about. I like this one. Did you want to do okay. this one last? Well, we'll do this one now. Do, then? do it now then. Okay, we won't do it now. We don't won't do it now then. We'll get we'll get to that one in a second. We'll do one more first. We'll do um we'll do Smashing Pumpkins next. Okay. So Smashing Pumpkins Siamese Dream. Yes, I didn't. You listened. I did. What did you think? I didn't really like Smashing Pumpkins either. <laughs> no, don't. not at all. Not really. There's nothing on here that you liked. No. It's a fucking really great really, album. Nothing. No. I, mean, I know the second song was it Lust or Life or Host or what's what's this? I can't remember what the second song Sleep was. or the one they released from it. Yesterday, tomorrow. Three that hours wasn't, from that's now. That's not that's not track two. What is it? Track three. Track two's quiet. To, you mean today? Today. Ah, I almost got yeah. there. Almost. You're one out. <laughs> um, one out. Okay. No, that's a bit harsh. I did like some of the songs. I can't pinpoint which ones they were at the minute. Uh, I should have been writing these down. I did. So I just said about Life of Agony, it was one of the first albums I listened to, and I did write a lot about that one down. Uh, but going through the rest of them, I couldn't pick out a lot to write down, um, including this one. There were some bits I liked about it, some I wasn't that fussed about. Okay. Well, I'll go into it, though. So I think the whole album itself has such a good feel, like it's such a fucking great album great production everything when it sounds great has a grunge edge to it which it does um but also has a lot of sort of more proggy elements and does get quite heavy in places start to finish this is an absolute banger i think um cherub rock is a fantastic opener straight into heavy let's just go have some great riffs um rocket today is an absolutely beautiful track as soon as he has says those first lines, today is the greatest day I've ever known. It's just like, this song's fucking awesome. <laughs> Straight away. Like, yes. Um, Disarm, another beautifully crafted, just amazing track. Proves how much of a good songwriter um, Billy Corgan really is. Um, that song gives me the feels big time. Like, that song, I'm like, oh, I feel something for this song. Um, Soma's great. Mayonnaise, one of my favourite Smashing Pumpkins tunes, um, and Silver Fuck as well is another great heavy song. I love this album. I think it's beautiful. I think it really is just gorgeous. The lyrics are fantastic. The riffs are great. The guitar playing's brilliant. His 
vocals are amazing i i couldn't say enough good things about this album i'm surprised well i know that you liked bits of it but i thought more of this would stand out to you yeah. in some of the albums that we listened to previously no, I don't... just because of how well the songs are written how well it how good it sounds to this day like i put on the original version not the remastered one it fucking sounds great okay it sounds really good like it really does hold up to to being a really good sounding album yeah but i like I, i'm a big smashing pumpkins fan so i already know what they're about i, I like that sound I like the grunge edge, but it's a little bit more proggy in places. Um, I like that they do loads of slow, somber, sort of sad tracks. I like that about them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but obviously going into that, obviously I'm more, way more into the band than you are. So I can see why you didn't get as much from this album that someone else would get. But I still think that if you wanted to listen to, listen to Smashing Pumpkins, this might be a good place for someone to start. Okay. Just because it's got so many good singles that were released yeah. throughout it. Yeah, but again, a very grunge-sounding, very of the time sort of sounding album. Not production-wise; production-wise, it sounds great. But the way it's put together and the songs themselves are very nineties. Yeah. So I think uh, today that was one of the ones that was on all the time on like Kerrang and Skies, wasn't it? And oh my god, they played that song so much. Yeah, I wasn't bothered about it then, um, and that was sort of being forced to listen to it because they were choosing to put it on my tv um yeah, yeah. but when i was yeah when i was I, I guess choosing to listen to it for this i liked it more i think i think that's the reason why i liked it i had paid attention to it a bit more and and i was like right i'm listening to this because I, i'm choosing to not because it's being thrown at me and yeah. i hate it straight away yeah no one's shoving it down your yeah. throat and going here listen to this track and so yeah i think yeah. i surprised myself at how much i liked that song um a awesome. few more listens, maybe I will will get a bit get into it a bit more. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm glad you you enjoyed at least that track because it's a it's a fucking yeah. great track. There were definitely a couple of others as well that I was after a, a couple of listens. I didn't listen to it very much. Um, after a couple of listens, I was like, Do you know what? That was that sounds alright actually as well. But I can't yeah. I can't pick up every single little detail on the first listen like you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have listened to this album multiple oh, times, yeah, yeah. so that's that's a bit different, isn't it? It's like, I understand the album and stuff, so... But yeah, okay, well, great, yeah. So, But if you're a Smashing Pumpkins fan, go listen to Siamese Dream. Mm. From a, from an, another uh, Smashing, Pumpkins fa- Smashing Pumpkins fan, it's great. Right, let's get one for Adam. Adam will tell me about this album. Let's go with Halloween. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do Life of Agony. Now you can lead on this one because Adam has talked about Halloween quite a lot on this podcast and he is a big, big Halloween fan. Not huge. There are but bigger Halloween fan, fans Definitely than me. a fan. Yeah. Definitely a fan. Um, okay. So I, I well, had then... never listened to this album though. Uh, Halloween have got a lot of albums. Um, I kind of, I, it's weird. I did class myself as a fan of them. I listened to uh, Keeper of the Seven Keys 1 and 2 which I believe is their like second and third albums. I hadn't listened to the first album, which I I didn't I didn't realise I'd not listened to the first album, so I need to go listen to that. They have one after those two. I, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've heard of uh, the Keeper of the Seven Keys, Part One and Two. Yeah, and they were massive, and I don't think they've ever really. Yeah, they're the captured... ones that I know are the most popular. Yeah. by far. Um, and uh, so yeah, we we listened to Chameleon, which um. We did. Was I, I think from the top, I didn't write notes. From the top of my head, was like the fifth album, fifth um, studio album, and I think they were going through a bit of a troubling time at the time. 
uh, it people like there was twenty songs on it, so I never listened to the whole thing. I think I must have only got to about ten or eleven, maybe twelve, and gone. I ain't fucking listen to the rest of that. <laughs> it's a long, long album, and I think it is it is their least popular album or, or commercially did the least well. I can't think of the fucking words right now. Did the did the worst? It's like the worst selling yeah. album of all time. Like we were saying though, this was a dark time for that kind of metal yeah. slash sort of classicy rock stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was it was very people considered it to be less than stuff at the time it'd come out of the 80s and as soon as the 90s started you know early 90s was fine but we started to get to the mid 90s and everyone just went no this isn't <laughs> we don't like this um yeah the cover's weird it is weird for the rest of their stuff yeah yeah like i was looking through it and i was like I, I i what i know of halloween is i know that they always have these crazy insane covers yeah and like fantasy i was like okay style he, he, yeah, he sent me it, and I was like, okay, we'll have a look. And I went, oh, oh, it, it's white, and it's got yellow and red and blue things on it. <laughs> this is fucking weird. It really stands out uh, in their discography of yeah. throughout the stuff. So I thought, okay, yeah, it, it, it looks completely different. I quite in- So this is the first Halloween album I've ever listened to. So yeah. for me, I'm going in on a completely different level you are. Um it was what I was expecting it to be, to sound like, but it was, but I enjoyed it. But I was like, I can tell this isn't the best stuff that they've got. Okay. Like, I thought some of the solos were great. I thought some of the vocals were great. I thought that it had bits of it where I'm like, this is good, but I know for a fact this band has better albums than this. Yeah. That's the vibe I got from it. Like, like you said, it was a bit of a troubling time. And I feel like it was just like, I don't want to say standard because that's not what I'm saying, but I feel like I listen to it and it's given me a taste where I want to go and listen to other stuff. Yeah. Because I want I want the best of what they've done. Yeah. And I I felt like this wasn't that even without listening to the rest of the stuff. If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sound wise, to me, yeah, I, it was exactly the same as what I said about with Rush. It was nothing spectacular. It just sounded like typical Halloween stuff to me. Um, I know, what, three, maybe four of their albums, plus some of their sort of compilation albums are best of. But I didn't I didn't hear anything particularly bad about it either. But like I was saying, it's, it, the reason why it's got 20 songs is because they, you know, some of the members were wanting to go in different directions. So they had three people writing songs on their own. Um, they oh, weren't writing together. Okay. So it's basically three people writing solo out, like their personal albums. And they all wanted to put their stuff on the album. And and because of the success they had before that with Keeper of the um, Seven Keys one and two, the the record label went do whatever you want, <laughs> do whatever you want, it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I've sort of learned since about this album. I didn't, like I said, I didn't finish it, but there was nothing bad about it. There was it was just an okay album. I, I guess for a lot of people at the time, coming out of those years where you had Keeper of the Seven Keys one and two. They wanted a spectacular album again, so and people were just disappointed by it, maybe. But it's different when you go back and listen yeah. from now, I think. Yeah, gives you a different overview of it. I mean, like I said, I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought there's elements here that I really like. I was like, yeah, cool. Like the vocals, guitars sound great, really good. There's something here. There's something here that I can get into. Yeah. But I don't think this album was it. No, no. So, so yeah, it, it, I, I would definitely recommend 
the Keeper of the Seven Keys parts one and two. I think they've done a third one now, and I haven't listened to that one. Ah. I think I skipped a lot of other albums, even though I own some of them. I just never... I think I've got the Dark Ride, and I listened to it, and I couldn't get into it. But I did get into... So they were released in, like, the early 80s, I believe, those two. And I got into uh, My God-Given Right, which was something like 2015. So I took about oh, a 30-year nice. gap from them, and I <laughs> fucking loved that album. There's probably loads of other albums that I'd really like. It's just taking the time to yeah, listen to them. Yeah, there must be in them. there an album. Yeah, there must be an album in there that's, like, fucking great as well. Yeah. Within all those albums, surely. Yeah, I think they did did another album called Seven Sins or Seven Sinners, and the, the cover is, like, this really cool bladed wheel, and it's like, oh, they sort of become modern sort of thing. It's like... Uh, Nice. Like a drawn, it's like art, artistic bladed wheel, not a photo, if that makes sense. And I was like, yeah, it seems like they, they've sort of gone away from the fantasy and they're trying to be a bit more modern. And I think I listened to it and I wasn't that keen. I was like, this is this is not what I was hoping. It's not what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just for all of a sudden, for the, the having the hype about the new album, My God Given Right, and then get into it and I was like, this is absolutely amazing. So yeah, if there's anybody else, uh, anybody in Discord who are bigger fans of Halloween than we are, uh, we'd love to have some more recommendations. I, I consider myself a fan, but there's just so much there that for me to choose to go to next. Well, I'm going to listen to Keeper of Seven Keys yeah. because what one would you recommend, part one or part two I, to start most with? Most people say part one, I think, but I think I prefer part two. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, both you because I want to delve. I want to. I want to. It's made me, you know, look into the window and go. Oh, there's something there that I like. Yeah, I want to go yeah. and listen to something else. So I'm going to listen to one of those albums, and I'm sure I will fucking enjoy them. You know, not that I didn't enjoy this album, but if it's something that everyone recognizes as their best albums, I'm going to go check it out and see what the best can be. Yeah. Not that this was bad by any stretch of means, but like you said, it's a little bit paint by numbers and it's so long. It's so long. You yeah. could have turned this into... I mean, it looks like from that, because they changed the numbers, that it, it if it, it would have come out on vinyl at the time and tape and that, it would have been a fucking four taper. There's no way There's no way you're getting that on two sides of a tape. Yeah. Um, it probably would have been a, a, a double vinyl as well, I would have thought, with those sorts of tracks. So I'll be interested to see what the vinyl version of it's like, if it's a double vinyl. Yeah. I would, I would assume it is, but... No, it's got yeah. like four colours on the cover, hasn't it? One cover per side of yeah. vinyl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'll be interested. I mean, I, I, it's it's got me interested, ready to listen to I more Halloween. I thought you would so, be, yeah. and how gutted would you have been if you didn't watch them at Bloodstock, if they didn't pull out as well? I, I've oh, been yeah. telling you to listen to them hmm. for ages. I was going to watch them regardless, uh, yeah, okay. but I was definitely going to watch them because of your recommendation and I knew how much you liked them. I wouldn't, excuse me, I wouldn't have missed them, dude. Yeah, I wouldn't okay. have missed them if they would have played. Cool. Definitely would have watched them. Another album, quickly um, going off, uh, another album I'm curious if you've listened to is Queensryche, Operation Mindcrime. No. Okay. But I've seen that album yeah. so many places. <laughs> yeah. And so many people fucking love that album. It's got to be one that at some point I've got to get around to listening to. Yeah. I don't know when it was released. I don't know if we can use it in this at some point. It was, it was 80s. It was 80s. What was that? Definitely eighties. Okay. Yeah, at some point in the eighties. Don't ask me when, but yeah, definitely some some point yeah. in the eighties. Because I, I think I got it when I was growing up, when I was into Iron Maiden and Halloween, like originally. I think I must have got it from like a dodgy car boot guy. 
Uh, let me see when that was. Queensryche. Operation Minecraft. So, yeah, 1988. 88. So, f- okay. five years before, yeah. But I, yeah. I know a lot of people yeah. go on about how good that album is. Yeah, that, that's so the only that album m- of theirs that I've listened to. But I remember saying at the time, Iron Maiden and Halloween sound a lot like each other. Halloween and Queensryche sound a lot like each other. Iron Maiden and Queensryche sound nothing like each other. <laughs> which is weird. That's but the I- transition. That's I, the transition. I haven't, I haven't said that for a long time. I haven't heard that Queensrÿche album for a long time. I could, uh, could have been right with saying that, but I can't say that with any. I can't back that up at the moment by saying I was I, well, right. I can't disagree with you because I haven't listened to the Queensrÿche album or that the the first couple of Hallow- Halloween ones. So I will listen to them and then see. Yeah, if, I'm sure you are, but yeah, I'll listen to them and see if you're right. Because you know, if anyone's normally right about Maiden, it's you. Yeah. Right. How can they all be similar, but Queen's Rice and Iron Maiden have nothing, they sound nothing alike, <laughs> but they are very good. That, that album is very, very good. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to listen to that one at some point and hopefully figure out what the crack is. Awesome. Um, but yeah, okay, shall we Shall we talk, we'll save uh, Life of Agony for last, so let's talk about the second to last album, let's talk about Tall Undertow. Yeah, yeah. So when I found this, I wasn't aware that this was their first ever album. Yeah, I didn't realize they went back that far. And I've said on the show many times before, I was never into Tool. Uh, the only the only song I knew of theirs growing up was Schism, and I thought it was a bit weird. I didn't enjoy Very it. Very weird. But yeah, but listening to this album, I could see where a lot of people why or why a lot of people got into them in the first place. Definitely, I really I really quite liked it. Yeah, it's, it's I hadn't I'd heard Sober the track because that had been, that's quite a big track of theirs that had been released from this but i hadn't listened to i don't think i think maybe crawl away i'd heard but i hadn't heard anything else from this album i like tool as well yeah like, i like tool um i think lateralis is fucking mind-blowing album brilliant all the way through there are, there are other stuff i pick from i i didn't I, I there's no album of theirs that i love i know everyone goes on about how good Ten Thousand days is um i probably need to listen to that one more at the time everyone went on about so much it annoyed me and i didn't end up going back to listen to it right um but i need to listen to that because i you know my friend aston um who i was really close with like um early 2010s he fucking absolutely loved tall um and he was always banging on about how good Ten Thousand days was so i need to go back to that but i was yeah not surprised that i liked this album so much but i knew it was good one thing i'll say about it is the production is very dated okay it doesn't sound half as good as their other albums production wise (laughs) sounds like an album made in 1993 but the song crafting is still really 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 good tall songs so yeah i really enjoyed this and i will pick from it i didn't like every track but there will be bits that i will pick out and go like that track i liked that track i like that one so if i was to make like a tall playlist there would be quite a few songs in this album that i would put on it not necessarily the whole album but how are you with like when we've talked about music you're not that much of a of a prog guy so how 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 did you find those kind of elements of it with the weird sort of you know palm eating parts and the weird sort of time changes and his vocals were always quite sometimes quite disjointed from the rest of the track yeah i i think i quite like that i can't say i picked that out by ear and then went oh i know what that is do i like it or not 
I don't know. Yeah. Is, yeah. is, is, is this, was it as weird as some of the other stuff or was this quite normal compared to? Uh, it's. I'd say it's quite normal sort of tall stuff. Like they, yeah. they do tend to do, they've done a lot weirder stuff than this. Yeah. Um, but they are written just like weird tall okay. songs, basically. So it's still a good tall album, yeah. basically. Like I said, I, I can't say I picked out any of those bits or what they were. Uh, I just listened to it through. I think I listened to it through this one once, and I surprised myself at like how much I I liked it. Um, and it would make me go and listen to some more tool. I've said that I want to listen to some more tool anyway. Um, for well, for a long time now. But yeah, I, I think after well, listening I, to this, I will. Yeah, I think if you listen to Lateralis, you would really fucking like tool. Okay, <laughs> like I I think that album is their pinnacle, but. 10 people say 10,000 days possibly they thought that fear inoculum i think was the one they done in 2019 they said that that was really good i haven't listened to that at all um but yeah i think if you liked this listen to lateralis i think you'll become a tall fan okay because they're just much better production a little bit better crafting fucking vocals are unbelievable yeah i'm gonna so, search yeah. for that now and that's got your uh your 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 schism track on it it. (laughs) yeah it's really good which is you know what i'm surprised about that because we've talked about bands that do the sort of slow build-up tracks where you don't get everything front and center yeah that's not normally the stuff that you like which is why it's so surprising that you like this very proggy weird album (laughs) which i'm quite surprised about i i think I went into it expecting something different. It, it, that's why I asked if it was um, what they would normally do. So, like, I think it surprised. It took me by surprise a little bit to start with, and then I sort of started thinking about it a little bit more. I think that's maybe like it because it, it, it does. It does depend on what mood you're in, whether you like something or not. Like, I was never going to like Nirvana. <laughs> Sorry, I I should stop making those jokes. It's probably a bit old now. Um, it's not a joke. You can like what you like, dude. Just yeah. because I like something, other people, it doesn't mean you have to like it. Yeah. but <laughs> Not forcing you to like these things. If you don't like but them... But there's no need for me to be stomping on Nirvana. No, <laughs> Just, no. no. I, I think it'll be funny, but as soon as it starts coming out of my mouth, I'm like, people are probably bored dude, of you saying you can this. stomp <laughs> on them as much as you like. They're one of the biggest bands of all time. I don't yeah, really think it's going to affect them true. that much. Yeah, true. <laughs> Um, I'm looking for an album anyway. Well, Lateralis. Okay, the middle one. I'll listen to that. That's an album. That is an album, mate. Oh, God. I might have to listen to that tomorrow. Okay. Banger. What was the 2019 Banger. album? Like, I I noticed as I was going through these haven't the other day. Like, it's like, I, like I said, it's the, it's the only one I haven't listened to. Okay. Like, yeah. So it had like a 15-year gap. 13-year gap. Was that, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's crazy. But yes, Okay, have we got one album left? We do, indeed, we have. Right, we'll shall move on to our last album, which is Life of Agony's River Runs Red. I've played this one up and, and I've said, right, I've got lots to talk about of this. It's going to be interesting. I haven't listened to this for like two weeks, so I bet I'm, going to, I'm about to read my notes. That I, the only one I actually made <laughs> notes on as well. And I better okay, read them cool. and go, that's a load of bollocks. Why? why? <laughs> I, I've just made this sound like it's going to be amazing. Um, so it, yeah, it go, let's go. Let's go. Go through your notes then. So, um, is there an overall? What did you think? No, I didn't like it to start with. 
I did not okay. like it to start with. I think I must have listened to it twice. Maybe it was even twice in a row, this one, to start with. Because okay. it, it was one of the first albums I listened to. I didn't like it. And then as I was going through, I started to like it a bit more. And I, Well, I, I started to understand it a bit more. I sort of got it a bit more. Um, not saying I particularly liked it that much, but I didn't dislike it. And that's why I thought I'll make some notes. And because I had notes, I was like, I don't need to listen to, listen to this one again. I need to listen to the rest to try and get opinions on the other one. So I haven't listened to it for like two weeks. So this could but will be rubbish. But what I've got down here is um, I think the, the guitars sound kind of similar to Queen and Black Sabbath. Do they have like Queen and Black Sabbath influences in this one? The Sabbathy sludgy, yeah. I get. There's a lot of 90 sludge on this album. Yeah. A lot of palm muting. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So I get that bit. Not sure about the Queen bit. But maybe it was just like the guitar tone that he used, I think, heard. maybe not like the, the style of playing, like guitar tone. Um, yeah. And I think, didn't you say somebody else had that in this list? I think we've talked about that before. And I can kind of get it because Queen were like, I don't know when Queen started, 80s, but like a lot of a lot of these people maybe growing up would have looked up to Queen and gone, that's brilliant. I want that tone. I want that guitar tone. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I've also got... Um, it was the early 90s. It was pre-internet. I can understand everyone was just miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I, I said that because of, of his vocals. I think, like I said, all, all the albums that you sent me, the four albums, the vocals were very sort of slow and droney. And I didn't mm. like that about this to start with. And I thought people probably would have been out with each other a lot, they, you know, they, because it was pre-internet without joking about that bit. It would have gone out a lot, and you you probably wouldn't hear this kind of thing at parties. Like people, I, I don't know. I I was like seven at this point. I would assume assume this kind of yeah, thing. Probably. I don't know why I wrote that down. I'm trying. I'm trying to piece it together. <laughs> um, I wrote down like probably not the sort of thing you would play at parties, and I had a reason for writing that down, but I don't know what it was now. I'm sorry. Okay. It was like two weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to get something out. but yeah, uh, I enjoyed it once I got past the vocals. Like the, it was like I said, it was a bit droney, a bit grungy vocals. Is what I thought. Well, I have a note here actually about the vocals. So Keith's vocals are like he's got a strange baritone sort of voice. It's very low, but then he can go high in places. Okay, and it takes a while to get on board with his vocals. Yeah, but once you get on board, you realise. The vocals are really good. Yeah. I but it takes think... a while. You're like, hmm, that's strange. I've never actually heard anyone who sounds like this before. And then you're like, okay. And you're like, actually, no, that's quite good. I quite like it. I so th- I see that. I, think I wrote you've that hit down. The nail on the head there. Exactly yeah, what yeah, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, once hmm, I get used to that's it. It's a weird sounding vocal. And then you're like, actually, it fits and sounds good. Yeah. And I think it was um it was like quite Upbeat and groovy in some places. I, I I've written very I groovy, proper. There are shades of like real groove sludge metal on this album. And actually, I'll go back to what you said about uh, everyone sort of feeling a bit like shit because the day of the week interludes on this album, the weird interludes where you hear people talking, it, it's 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 an album about someone struggling with like an abusive relationship or a failed relationship like possibly being having abusive parents or having a relationship that's abusive and the songs themselves have a very hardcore we're all together let's do something about it you know let's get through 
it's all about this time it's all about now let's do it together kind of vibe so that those it's kind of like trying to come out of something that's negative and trying to make positives out of it so i like the way that you picked up on that about the album because that is a lot of the sort of stuff that he's singing about on it yeah um so yeah i get that totally i get the same with the vocals i mean i think this is a fucking great album the the guitars are fantastic the sound is great the riffs are fantastic his vocals once you get used to them are brilliant like i said it has that sort of it has early touches of new metal it's got metal and hardcore but they listen to some of the bits and you're like that's just what people were making like five years later when they were making new metal stuff yeah like has that in it um the standout tracks for me this time is a fucking great opener river runs red through and through i can't stand still to that song (laughs) i have to i want to trash everything in the room and jump around with people at a gig whenever i hear that song i literally just want to fucking jump and just bounce and trash everything because it's just such a great song the time changes in this album where they speed things up and slow them down are so good the song bad seed has one of my favorite time changes of all time where the riff starts on like a keyboard and then it has that down 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 and it's like slow down now you're like fucking hell you've just gone like double time from the intro and you're like fuck that makes me want to jump up and down and then it slows right down and it goes back to that sludgy sort of disgusting i just i fucking love life of agony (laughs) and i love this album so much because they're so weird the singer's weird he's got a weird voice they're not sure if they're metal or hardcore then some of the albums they done after this are still fantastic but it just goes into like other stuff like we were saying the same thing about the typo negative these bands were just making whatever music they wanted to make yeah they were just like fuck it this is the band we are and we're just going to make loads of tunes and stick them on an album and that again that has this feel of this is the album they wanted to make and it's the album that got put out which is why i like it so much but i do like i think if you go into this album and you think about struggles and wanting to get out and be more positive about stuff and then you listen to the tracks and when those disgusting bits kick in and you listen to the actual lyrics that he's singing i think you will really enjoy this album like yeah a lot more and especially for those if you listen for those great little time changes and they speed riffs up and they slow them down and i don't really think a lot of people were doing that at this time because it's not a prog album yet they're playing riffs at different speeds but it doesn't feel proggy it still feels like a metal album which is really odd so it's a bit of an anomaly when it comes to that but yeah i I, i'm glad you enjoyed it the second time round. yeah because i think the third time round, you will enjoy it even more yeah it's a grower you listen to it you think yeah listen again i like that and then you'll just be like well fuck it I want to go listen to some more fucking Life of Agony because it sounds great. Yeah, oh, and, it, and, so. it, and it's that I noticed that I liked it. Some things like uh, that are growers, you'll listen to it five, six times and still not like it. And then the seventh time you'll be like, oh, hang on, this I, I understand how this is brilliant now. Uh, yeah. But this is like, yeah. it's a gradual thing. And, and I, I, yeah. I, was, I surprised myself that I actually really liked it the second time through. Well, they were supposed to play Bloodstock this year and they pulled out. Oh, which, were they? Um, oh. Really sucked. 
Yeah. See, so. they're not a band that I can can really say I know much of them. I I think there was one song that again used to be on Skies and Kerrang. That's about the only way I had my uh, music at the time, and I really liked that one song, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, that would have been from that would have been from Broken Valley. Love to let you down. It would have been. Yes, it was. Which is a big track. I'll say as well, like they're pretty consistent with their albums. Like I didn't like the one after this ugly. I thought that was a good album, but I thought Soul Searching Sun was fucking great. And then they went for ages and didn't make an album. And then they came back in 2005 with Broken Valley, and it's so good all yeah. the way through. Okay, like yeah, they're a very just a very interesting band. I think if you they're best of, by the way, right? The the 2003 best of, the best of Life of Agony. I listened to that CD so much, I don't think the CD worked <laughs> really? again. It was the road. It was when because they want oh, Roadrunner. Yeah. So again, this is a Roadrunner album, dude. Yeah, this is a. Yeah, wow. They were one of the pioneers on the early Roadrunner albums. Like this, this was the setting before new metal came in when Roadrunner went, you know, nuclear. But they were one of the bands keeping Roadrunner going, and that Roadrunner Life Best of Life of Agony 2003 compilation is so good. I wore it out. Like, <laughs> it probably doesn't even play anymore. But that gives you like a really good sort of understanding of what the band are. But yeah, I, I, I think they're very interesting. I think if you like hardcore, I think this would be a very interesting listen because it's it's almost straight down the middle, a half metal, half hardcore album. Because it has those gang vocals, togetherness, let's all do this together and be positive about stuff, hardcore stuff. But then it has the metal i'm so broken inside please someone help me stuff but all put together in the same can yeah so but i think that bit of it is because you know new metal was uh fuck my parents fuck everyone i'm gonna do what i want yeah and i literally think that this album has the seeds of that it has the early seeds like i might even go so far as to say right corn corn actually no <laughs> 92 so we spoke about it on the last time we done this 1992's um Angel Dust album, um, Faith No More. I okay. think technically that's the first new metal album. Okay. I think this might be the second, and then Corn Corn nineteen ninety four is where new metal really started. But I think that those two albums before them and a few others were really laying the seeds of I'm fed up with this fucking grunge stuff. Yeah. I want to tell everyone how much I fucking hate everything. <laughs> Too heavy guitars. So I think that this album was one of the ones that laid the seeds and it sold really well at the time, done really well for um, Roadrunner and obviously beefed them up even more. Typo Negative as well. That was a Roadrunner album. Is it? So Roadrunner were killing it just from the word go. Yeah. <laughs> they just put out great albums just constantly. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one. Interesting one to end with, I think. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Yeah. I think I'll probably listen to it again and more of their stuff. Uh, yeah, like I, said, I wasn't expecting to like them going into it, especially when the first song came on as well. I was like, "Oh, it's another one of those bands." Oh, great, <laughs> great. Uh, I'd rather listen to Britpop. That's what was. Oh my! So, so nineteen ninety three, you either had grunge or Britpop, right? And mm. again, no wonder why people were miserable. And new metal came <laughs> around. And pop punk. Like people were like, "We want to listen to something happy. Let's just get pop punk going, shall but we?" But if you think about it, like new metal is the most most miserable of them all. Uh, it, it doesn't sound it though. You don't have to listen to the it lyrics. It doesn't sound it, but it, but I think the undertones of it were quite. 
I think that's why it phased out because everyone was just like, fucking hell, is everyone just angry about everything all the time? <laughs> like, can we not be happy anymore? And then we sort of came out of that. Well, new metal reached the peaks of higher than most other metal genres ever have or will. So that just reached its peak and then, boo, nosedived after that. Which is strange because I think we should talk about that in an episode. I think we should talk about, there's some post new metal, new metal albums that are better than the albums that came out when new metal was big. Okay, yeah, I, it took me a second <laughs> like, to get I think that. that. Yeah. Some of the out, some of the new metal albums that came out like 2003 to like 2006 are better than the albums that came out from like 97 to 2002. Yeah, in my opinion, we can talk about um, them. We'll but we can. We can do a post new metal rundown at one point, but yeah, that's it. That was they, those were our albums from the year of nineteen ninety three. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We enjoyed talking about them. It was really cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, very cool. Nice to delve into a year that you have never delved into before. I'm sure to yeah. get some perspective I, like, on what was happening. Like not even pop music at the time, right? I so I, I was really really into pop music at one point. I was buying all the now now albums. I think it was closer to like 1998, 99, but I'm pretty sure it was now 44 had the purple cover and now 42 had the sky blue cover and it had wow, like look at this guy. the the Backstreet Boys and um, I went it that way on the 42 with the blue one. I think the purple one had like Wamdu Project, King of My Castle. Oh, those are cool stuff. Nice. But uh, yeah, I must have had a really, really short spell of liking pop music and then got into metal. But like, I wasn't really into music that much before that spell of pop music, I don't think. So when I was a bit, I mean, I was a bit younger. I probably aren't that many people who are into music at that age anyway. Yeah. So it's probably not an odd thing for me to have not been into music. But yeah, like when I dove into pop music at that point, I dove in real, real far, real hard. Like I loved it. I was going to say, actually, when you're talking about the time time changes with um, Life of Agony, you reminded me of Rush with all the key changes. So many oh, key changes yeah. with Rush. They love a key change, yeah. don't they? They love a key yeah. change. <laughs> uh, but it's so, yeah. something I read a while ago as well, though. Key changes are being killed off. Like this, it was, I saw a graph of like top songs in the top 40 or whatever that have key changes and the number is getting lower and lower and lower like people just aren't doing key changes anymore key changes are fantastic but they're hard to pull off yeah and sound good and how do how do boy bands know when to stand up <laughs> <laughs> i like it yeah listen to a backstreet boys album i'm sure that's got tons <laughs> of key changes on it but yeah i was quite sad but I, I, when i learned about like keys and key changes and and, and and the theory behind them in college, I was like, that's cool and it makes sense. Um, yeah. And and then I heard that they're dying off, and it was like, okay, that's a, something I don't need to know anymore. Then <laughs> there you go. It's a dead art, guys. If you're in a band, you need to be doing those key changes to be different. Yeah, time and key time. changes. <laughs> yeah. that's what we and need. Instrument. <laughs> <laughs> and instrument. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, that cool. was something I've been meaning. Bring up for ages actually because it was months ago i saw that uh graph and i kept forgetting That's awesome. i kept forgetting but i do like a good key change Hells, yeah and uh the, the circle of fists have you heard of them as well circle of fists. yeah basically all the key changes from c all the way up through and it's like the fifth every ah, time okay so yeah, yeah you go to the fifth of the key and it's the next key and that the makes sense key. yeah it's very cool and you go down as well and you get all the minor keys mm. i believe love a better minor yeah. 
and there's one extra sharp each time you go up, one extra flat each time you go down. Nice. Yeah. Look at this bit of music theory I, from Adam. I, I know. I love music theory. I really, I really should have done more with it. But you're speaking to someone that makes music, but just fucks around until something sounds good. Yeah. So I never learned any music theory. That would have blown my mind when I was learning in college. It really would have, like, because I remember hearing hearing once that you sort of have to know you have to know the rules. All the best songs break the rules, but you need to know the rules to know how to break them properly. To break them, get you. Yeah. Um, and and that's the same in a lot of things, not just music. And um, like yeah, so for 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 people who would say I've never learned a thing about music theory, um, it would have blown my mind, and I would have thought you're crap at music then. But some people just know the theory without knowing the theory of it. If that makes sense, it just makes yeah, sense to I get them. You. They, they yeah. know it without knowing it. Yeah. It's built into them. Yeah, I think it happens to a lot of people. I've, yeah. I've, you'll probably find a, a lot of your favourite musicians, artists or whatever, don't know music theory. Yeah. Some of them definitely do. Some of them definitely do. No, yeah. But what, one thing I was amazed to learn, almost all of like the, the big pop art, pop, pop stars and pop artists, they will all have like degrees in music and everything. Mm. Rock is a bit different. You can get into it by luck sometimes if you're that good but like yeah to get into pop you have to go through so many different things that some of them will be the some of the most brilliant musicians ever um but they don't seem it because they're pop artists and they don't show that they, yeah you know that everyone, they're not making prog rock albums everyone thinks they've got a so, team behind them doing everything for them yeah yeah it's cool i like it that is cool see why don't we just do a music theory uh <laughs> podcast see i've always said i would Let's talk about Hemi Demi Semi Quavers and all that <laughs> bullshit. Oh, I can't remember a lot of that. The the, the notation and everything. But yeah, and no, I said a very, very long time ago now on the podcast, when if I was to analyse something, I would have to analyse it microscopically. You know, I'd have to find out what key it's in, all, all that kind of stuff, and analyse it even a lot more than what we do here. Um, that's yeah. why I struggled to sort of kind of, analyze it the way you do like just hear it and go oh yeah that's cool i know exactly what that is i would need to have it down on paper and go what the hell is this song about (laughs) yeah yeah get you uh yes we should probably go then um because this has been this has been a really fun episode uh we got two more to come great the next one will be albums that were released 20 years ago so in 1993 and no that's what we just done That's what I said earlier. Like 1983 was 30 years ago. Doesn't seem like it. No, yeah. 1983 was no. 40 years ago. Fuck <laughs> me. Yeah, that's crazy. So what is it? 2003? 2003. 2003 this is going to be... We could probably do like three consecutive episodes on 2003 because so much was released in 2003. We were looking last year when we were yeah. looking at 2002 and I was trying to think like, oh, was this album out? No, that was 2003. That was 2003. That was 2003. <laughs> so there's going to be yeah. loads. I've to already pick got from. some. I've already got some in mind. Have you? So. I I haven't. Got... Yeah, that I that I really love from 2003. So yeah. Yeah. But until then, we're going to have to go. We have been dear download. Thank you all for listening. This has been a really cool episode. We've really enjoyed it. Uh, I've enjoyed it more than I thought. Um, talking about grunge and and Good. other rubbish. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go again. I'm sorry. Um, before we go, Simon, did you want to talk about your YouTube a little bit? How's that going? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. YouTube's going really well. Um, really good. I am clamoring to get 2K subscribers before 
the end of the year. So if you haven't subscribed, please go and subscribe to the channel. Uh, my Amsterdam vlog is out now and my video coming this week will be out now, which I already do now. Yes, it's a playthrough. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a playthrough of the classic Mega Drive game, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah. Um so a really good one. So I see how far I can get with three lives on the game. Um and it's a really cool, weird, spooky game. So I'm gonna be playing like spooky style games all the way through october basically leading up to halloween but i will do some other videos in between but yeah go check out my channel simon bond if you haven't already and add me on instagram if you haven't already fonzie underscore simon awesome and we have a new patreon scott seeger has entered the game no should i say that that's a bit rubbish scott seeger has entered what would you like to enter scott seeger yeah let us know <laughs> Enter the Matrix, enter the dragon. He's entered the Matrix. Scott Seeger has entered the ring. That's probably what I was going for in the first place. Let us know if you want something better. Uh, but yes, yeah, Scott Seeger, thank you so much for joining the Patreon and supporting us. Really appreciate it. You massive legend. You're all massive legends. I'll say all your names in a minute, but we're going we gotta to gush over Seegers a little bit first. But yeah, thank you so much, Scott. Uh, I know you're very active in the Discord. Everybody else should join the Discord if you're not in there, but I'll go through these and I'll let you know where you can find it. So, we have James Harrison, Alexander Toon, Dan Jacobs-Cross, Dean Delicado, George Butler, Christopher Hambridge, Henry Richardson. I'm not sure if I said this wrong. He did say in the Discord, but it was about three weeks ago. I think it was Ben Sakwan. He nice. did say how to pronounce it. And Scott Steger, you all... All of you, absolute massive legends. We never, re we never thought we would um, get as many patrons as that. You know, we, we we were talking about it for ages, weren't we? And I was saying, yeah, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next month. Uh, I haven't done it yet. I'll do it. Do it soon. Um, <laughs> but at the time, I wasn't sure if it was the right time to do it, right uh, thing to do, because I didn't think anybody would be interested in joining. But uh, yeah, you guys are all huge, huge legends that have proven me wrong. Thank you so much. We appreciate all of you. Join us next episode where we'll be talking about lots and lots of albums that were released in 2003. Like we said, there was loads of them. Whether we just pick a select few or try and cram in as many as possible. We don't know what we're going to do yet. Uh, it might be like a speed round. But that's it for us this episode. Thank you all for listening. If you want to join the Discord, you can do... Uh, if you just go into the episode where you're listening and it'll have a little little um, write-up about the episode, what's in it, you'll probably, probably be able to hit something like more to see more of the text and you'll find a link in there called Linktree. J just in, for, for, for anybody, just in case, you know, you, you might not be sure where to actually find that. I, I always say it, but maybe I shouldn't just assume everyone knows where to find it. So yeah, you find the link tree in there, and if you click on that, that will take you to um, a website that has all the links that you would ever need in there. You can find our Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, Discord, a Discord invite, um, all sorts of stuff in there. You can send us an email from there. Like like Simon said earlier, if you've got any complaints, if you want to want to tell us how bad you think we are or wrong about anything, I don't believe Simon's ever wrong about anything, but I could be. So um, I definitely am. So yeah. <laughs> Feel free to, to correct me if I get wrong about anything. It's not often, but I'm definitely wrong about some stuff. Cool. 
Uh, but yes, that's where to find it. That's all. The, that's all the cool things you can do. You can write into us, send us a review. You can um, leave a review on your uh, podcast platform of choice. Uh, I don't think many do it, but if yours does offer it, then leaving a review is absolutely awesome. Spotify, you can leave a star review. So it'd be really awesome if you can go and do that for us. So it's going to have to be a goodbye from me. No, fuck's sake. (laughs) I was like, are you saying goodbye first? (laughs) I might just put a tumbleweed in there. I was like, (laughs) why is he not saying anything? Uh, Have I missed something? Have I surprised you that I'm doing the outro already? That wasn't my cue, bro. That wasn't my cue. (laughs) Oh, my God. (coughs) It's been a long week already. Really long week. Okay, let's try that again. See you later, boy. See you later, everyone. That's it. (laughs) No, I can't do that. It's a goodbye from Simon. Goodbye. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye.